Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. Uh-uh. Why? It's better to wait. How long? Let's see. One inch, two inch, three inch. I'm ready oh, to, that's I am ready to pounce right now. I am so ready to pounce on this unsuspecting <laughs> selector. Now. What the hell is going on? Blair, I can explain. I'm... I'm sorry. <laughs> I... I didn't know he had a girlfriend. Yes, you did. She did. <laughs> Come on, you Ashley Hinshaw. How could you do that? Pick up someone in a relationship? Have you no pride? No self-respect? Okay, but I didn't know. Have an Abercrombie campaign and the security code to Clooney's castle at Lake Coma, but that doesn't give you the right to steal someone's man. Take your American girl hair and your poreless skin and get out! Okay, you're crazy. Oh, she's gone. She's gone now. Yeah, she's hey! Gone. Hey. <laughs> oh, I was just so excited to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, my bad. Hi. <laughs> oh, I, I'm talking. still talking. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. I just wanted to kiss you some more. Oh, thank you. you. It's been three. It's been three hours. I missed you. Let me make it up to you. Let's get out of here. Or we could stay. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. <laughs> oh, I love when you chuckle because it makes me think of myself. <laughs> Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 3, Episode 2 of Gossip Girl, The Freshman. I am not here by myself, and thank God he's here because we thought our little lamb was lost for good. It's Brendan Ruppel. Hello. I am, of course, your co-host, the creepy uncle of podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Daily Hill Cream Nation. I'm recording live, as always, from the Creamatorium. I am your editor-in-chief at cream weekly hello hello matt's all around oh spoiler spoiler second week in a row i spoiled the uh already i can't believe you're doing this i was gonna wish you uh i was gonna wish you a happy uh, week two of brendan month you know it's been a great month so far um have you been celebrating how'd you celebrate week one of brendan month um week one i made everyone that i was hanging out with wear a brendan mask that i always keep okay and you have those made up yeah, they're made up holiday. I had them made up for my tenth birthday, so they're a little dated, but they still look more or less the same. They still fit. Yeah, <laughs> and the same all size right, well, head since, as they did back then. Same size nose, also. Since this is still uh, Brendan month, and of course, all of your closest friends and family members are here on the podcast this month, <laughs> and since you already spoiled the guests, I guess you should you should bring them in. You should do the oh, introduction right. again. Um, I guess these the second member of the three timers club and the second person that's a part of famous Brendan month. Matt Lagori, <laughs> I, I guess you're family now. 
That's great. Um, can I come on next week too, so I can be the first <laughs> four time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. I, last time you were on, I said unless something crazy happens next week, you will be the first member of the Three Timers Club. And Nicole hijacked hijacked the podcast, so unfortunately, you are you're the second member. So who's supposed I to think... be on next week? Can we can we kick them off, or are they actually gonna... b- based on my guest list? Unless we have another surprise, you should be the first member of the Four Timers wow. Club. Yeah, I. <laughs> You I've heard that before. That <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, unless something crazy happens between now and the next time you're on. Behind the scenes I, of this podcast continues to disrespect me in, in multiple <laughs> ways uh, each week, but I do continue to come back. Behind the scenes. I, I think yeah, it's, more, it's uh, kind of in the forefront for me, but uh, yeah, I would love if, if you came back multiple times this week so that it, Brendan Month becomes just the fiance of the pod and multiple Matt Ligoris. Okay. <laughs> I'm just glad that this is an episode I was actually intended to be on and not just a backup yep. for. Yeah, you did squeeze into Brendan Month by requesting this specific episode. <laughs> um, last week, Nicole was on, obviously, fiance of the pod and former co-worker of the pod. This week, we have current co-worker of the pod. So this is also co-worker month, wow. I think. Oh, shit. I don't know if I like that. Can we uh, not do this? Uh, no, you don't want any more co-workers coming on? No, I just don't like this kind of impeding on my month. Oh, you don't want us to co opt your month? No, please don't. All right. Well, I, I don't think we have any more coworkers coming on, <laughs> okay, so this will probably God. be the last two out of two. Okay, I, I, you know I'll what? I wouldn't be surprised given how you've been <laughs> yeah, acting yeah, I don't in real fully life. Believe you. <laughs> oh, boy. You can have more uh, of the we've, eventually we've, restaurant we've workers on this week. <laughs> you know what? I bet they would. I bet they would if I asked. <laughs> they definitely Who? would. I don't know any of the, any of my uh, our uh, coworkers at Adventureland. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I agree. Can get Paul I'm on not next planning week. on asking. <laughs> Moving on. I just wanted to hear the the crickets chirping. <laughs> that's uh, why you didn't uh... say anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, they're not so loud how much, enough. How much how much, uh, how much Gossip Girl have you watched since the last time you came on? Any? Um, one episode. Not including this one. One before this one, right? Yes. I got home at about, um, when did we get, we, we left around uh, 6.15, got home at 6.45. I watched um, season three, episode one. It's the, actually the episode that's right before this one. Um, so I turned that on, watched that on 1.2x. Um, and then I sat down and watched this episode, episode two of season three on 1.1x because- <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I just Why? can't do one X. <laughs> just has to be a little tiny is bit. Just a little bit. Is that really? Is that really doing anything right. for you? The one point one X. It it deep down makes me feel better. Okay, <laughs> whether it is or not, it's a psychological thing. You it know, is. I mean, you... I, it's it's a forty-two minute episode, and I am probably it making it a forty-minute episode. Okay. I don't know. So does, is one point two the max for TV? Is that is that just as fast as you can go for television? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, originally when you told me your plan for today, when you said, uh, I think I'm going to go home and watch uh, 301 is what you called the uh, the season mm-hmm. three premiere. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to go home and watch on 3X. And I was like, uh, well, that seems, I don't know how you're going to be able to take notes or anything, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past you to, mm. to just zoom through the episode and come on the podcast. No, 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 no. Uh, just, you know, a little bit faster um, in general. But that's like for every show. I, I, when I watch Love Island, I usually binge it. And I end up watching that, if not on 2x, at least 1.5 oh all the way God. through. Um, if I walked in on anyone watching Love Island at 2x, I would think they're an insane person. <laughs> you can think that. It's not wrong. It would look so scary from like, an outsider's point of view. It would look like a nightmare. What outsiders are looking at other people watching Love Island? That's, well, if that's I did walk worse. in on you 
watching Love Island, I would be an outsider. It'd be very strange of me to walk into your house while you're doing that. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, that honestly would... wouldn't be the most taken aback. <laughs> Go ahead, Brennan. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you would you would have the high ground there to be to be the most shocked person in that situation, <laughs> Brendan. Right. <laughs> if you've been nested your way into the I walk in, I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. Well any uh anything changed since the last time you were on in terms of uh, favorite and least favorite characters? Um what changed is that I had to remember a couple people's names. <laughs> it's been a minute. Um the the binge watch was like over a year ago at this point. It's uh, you know Crazy. time time apart. It makes you uh, kind of forget things, but you know it eventually all starts uh flooding back and and we're back and there's a couple of different times in my notes here that I wrote down Nate and this girl, um Serena and this guy <laughs> and <laughs> I know one of their names. The the guy's name is somewhere in here, but otherwise yeah. They're the girl and the guy in the episode. So, all like here. the side characters, like the ones that are specific to this season, probably like the ones you need to catch up on. Right. It's it's it's, it's it definitely you know I I mean having watched a million other shows with teens you know in this uh, way uh, it's always like that you always get like the yeah. characters that come in that don't mean anything and you know it's, they're not important. Yeah. And they all they all blend together. So I yeah, especially uh, when you're watching I, I don't like, blame 3X, you know you might miss a couple things here and there. Um, you might not even see a whole character in, <laughs> in their time on the show. That's true. Uh, I just wanted to say something to Gagan here. You know, I think you're really running out of, running out of questions for guests that come on more than twice. He comes on, and you're just oh, like, yeah. "Oh, you, what's what's going on?" As if it's I mean, thing. there's only there's only so we much can you can ask when, this. People, when people come on. You know, two three times. There's not you know. Hey, what's new? I mean, what's... we. I can come up with a separate <laughs> list of questions to ask people that uh, come on. You know, several yeah. times. So like, I just want to go back and watch three like, timers. Paul Rudd coming on Conan for the sixteenth time and see what he says. If it's just like, yeah. so what have you been doing? Yeah, you know, it might we be should it. go to Conan for some advice since he did, of course, invent podcasting. What if, what if we did, or pod, you know, what if podcasts in general were like, um, like late night talk shows where you did your plugs at the beginning and then talked about it throughout the rest of the time there? Mm. Yeah, we could try it. It's like, so what are you up to lately? So I've been, you know, um, working on Big Brother coverage, wrapping up the season there. Taylor won. Everybody's so excited. Um, and that's what's going on. And then you spend the rest of the time talking about it. Maybe we should just re- do that. rebrand this podcast, just be a late night talk show. I mean, it sounds like a good idea, but I don't know if we could if we could hold an entire show above water for two hours. Because need it needs to be a two-hour podcast. That's kind of what we are now. So... <laughs> I don't think yeah. we can do it. Well, listen, about, we've about we've one. gone almost we've gone almost ten minutes and haven't even started talking about the episode. So let's let's get into it so that we don't uh, reach the Ligori limit in this in this <laughs> Ooh, episode. The double L. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Blair, who is determined to maintain her Queen Bee status in college, embarks on her first day at New York University along with Dan and Vanessa. Unfortunately, Georgina turns up as Blair's roommate in the dorms, determined to make Blair a social outcast. As Serena prepares to depart for Brown University, she and Chuck have a major falling out, so she recruits Chuck's enemy. Carter to help her get even. Meanwhile, Nate and Bree decide to explore their relationship further, knowing full well it could cause tension between their families who are political rivals. Absent in this episode, not only is Kelly Ugh. Rutherford as Lily Vanderwoodson absent, but Taylor Monson as Jenny Humphrey is absent too. Yeah. Brendan, how are you doing with Lily withdrawals? And I'm sure it didn't help that Jenny is not here in this one either. Yeah, I miss Jenny as well, obviously, but Lily too in a row. It's like, come, we're going to have Rufus here and we're not going to have Lily twice? I don't know. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I think I'm over two on Jenny. Yeah, uh, I'm being around for Jenny's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Don't worry that your next scheduled episode, you did make sure Jenny was in it. 
oh, I feel like I planned that. <laughs> you did. You came on and you said, is this another episode with where Jenny's not in it? Can I, re- can I request another episode on top of this one? And I said, yes. I've and always said you've had a great memory. <laughs> yeah. Which is, um, so, but yeah, so I, anyway. it is funny, though. Like, it, the whole episode arc with Rufus and Serena doesn't have to happen if yeah. Lily just does her job in his home and being a mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but unfortunately, Cece is uh, rather ill right now, so she uh, yeah, can't be doing yeah. that. Won't she just die yeah, already? That. <laughs> if only. Um, let's see if you can get the title reference, Brendan. The episode title is The Freshman. What is this referencing? I mean, I can't just keep adding S's to things or subtracting S's from things. Um, this one might be on the nose and just be The Freshman. It sounds like a movie. Or no, wait, 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 wait. Official? Uh, a sophomore. How about that? It's going to be a big is mistake. Is that your official guess? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. It's going to be a big mistake. It is the 1990 film... The Freshman, singular, I knew, though. I knew it, I knew the it. episode was plural, The Freshmen. <laughs> it is referencing the 1990 film, The Freshmen, singular. Uh, okay, they're getting a little so, lazy here. With yeah, they really, that's, that's what it feels like. There's no way. The long, the really long titles, you have a little, a little bit of wiggle room, but these ones yeah. that are just like, okay. All right, you know, I'll take that loss. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, original air date, September 21st, 2009. Ligori, what were you doing on September 21st, uh, 2009? September 21st, 2009, starting high school. I was a freshman. No. You were also a freshman. No. No, no, no. Yes. We were sophomores. No. We were... Yes. I graduated middle school in 2008, so I guess I started right. middle school in 2008. Nope, we started high school in 2008. I mean, you know, that's what I meant. <laughs> <It's late. laughs> um, <laughs> so I started, so yeah, so I was starting 10th grade, sophomore year. Yes, much like we Brendan's were. I'm sorry, film, we, we, we were. We, we were all. Film, yeah. We were all the sophomores. <laughs> um, and no, then, actually, that was my uh, that was my Chicken Joe's order at uh, <laughs> when I when I was in school. The sophomore. The sophomore. In anyone, yeah, in case anyone wants to know. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why that. Is so funny. <laughs> so, you say it as if like, oh, okay, Chicken Joe's. <laughs> no one knows what the fuck I'm sure everyone had a, everyone had a chicken Joe's at their college. I'm sure. Much like when I said we should have Paul on the podcast, no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> you keep bringing up Pauls on this podcast. <laughs> I do. And if Chicken George is that close? Enough? <laughs> chicken George, okay, yeah, close enough. So uh, we're back to school. Dorota is back and is helping Blair get ready for college. Uh, she's got her special college headband all picked out. Dan's also getting ready. He's got his special college waffle ready to eat. <laughs> Single and, uh, waffle. He feeds Serena yeah, fucking 20 waffle. waffles later on, but he only eats one. <laughs> and Gossip Girl mentions that he's going to try to be a little less lonely. Uh, should we change our name? The Little Less Lonely Boys. I like that, too. I thought the same thing. Mm. All right. Adds a little beaver in, in the mix here, as this is now transitioning into a <laughs> musical podcast anyway. That's true. true. Who knows when we might recap one a less beaver lonely album. Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think we sang lonely, that on this podcast no, before. Well, I'm sure we haven't. We've been less lonely girl. for a year as possible. We could do it now, I guess. Crickets. Okay. So, <laughs> of the three of us, I wouldn't be the one to start that. <laughs> That's a good. Point. And of every Justin Bieber song that exists, that wouldn't be the one that I'm starting as easily as all the others. <laughs> That's not what I thought the problem would be. All right. That's that's my problem. <laughs> so, uh, Serena also getting ready for school. She is going to Brown. She obviously looks hesitant, and um. We will go to Blair and Chuck. We're making out on the sidewalk. There are a lot of sidewalk makeouts in this, in this episode. They uh, three separate couples are going to just make out on the sidewalk in this one. These characters love doing it for some reason. Um, here we are at uh, 
the, the first time this happens, and they're talking about NYU orientation week, and Blair is very excited for it. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I had like an orientation day and a half, pretty much. I don't know why they need a full week for orientation for NYU. Um, I don't. I didn't have. I didn't do orientation because I came. Early you just for, skipped orientation. Yeah, I was. I was there like a week earlier than everybody else for athletic stuff. So this I is part me. of the college experience that I can speak to. I did go to orientation. It was about three days long, and we had to stay there overnight three days. in the dorms. Yeah, three days long. It was in the middle of summer, so I had to take off work, which was, you know, mm-hmm. wild. Um, you know, even all the way back in uh, 2012 or whatever the whatever year it was, maybe it was 2009. Um, <laughs> and it was go. It went really well. Um, I made friends. I enjoyed myself. Um, there was even somebody there I knew from high school, so there was like some comfortability there. I think mm-hmm. I might still, I either still follow or recently just unfollowed the orientation leader that I had at that time because he was like, oh, really cool. I love my orientation leader. Yeah, he was great. Um, shout out to Claire. You did a great shout job. Out to Lewis. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. The only downside, because you asked, is that I dropped my phone and cracked the screen while I was there. Ooh. So, on the last day of the orientation, I left to go all the way back home to go to this place that I knew that could fix the screen. I let them fix the screen, and then I drove back to make my schedule. Oh, jeez. Wow. That's a hell of a commitment. Yeah. Um, yeah. My orientation was a lot of fun, too. It was one whole last day. It was we, we stayed overnight in the dorm for one night and then left like – you know, I had a nice half day the the day after, but it was a lot of fun. I also made some friends there. I don't think I kept up with any of them, but no, uh, no me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was a good time for that for that day and a half. Brendan, it sounds like you really missed out by not going to orientation. Yeah, I guess so. I was doing my own sort of thing. It was like preseason was its own version of orientation, and I used to keep up with pretty much everyone that I was with instead of those few days. So, I guess I really wow. went here. Yeah, you're a hero. <laughs> um, Chuck, Chuck doesn't want Blair living in the dorms, and it is. Like, kind of unbelievable that Blair would voluntarily live in, in a Grosch college freshman dorm. I, I mean, I'm sure they're that, much... N- that Blair's doing yeah, this. I, I'm sure they're much nicer at NYU than they were at uh, UAlbany. They don't look but that good. But still, like... Uh, and the excuse she gives is that she can't rule the NYU masses from the Upper East Side. She needs to spend time in the dorm to establish herself as the queen. Uh, so this is how she's going to explain it. Obviously, does not does not go as according to plan. So uh, now she's just living in the dorm and discussing dorms and is also not uh, <laughs> establishing herself as the queen. Yeah, I can't believe she's here. This doesn't make any sense. Even if it's just her being in that room with Georgina just looks ridiculous. Yeah, and, <laughs> yes. And... Chuck tries to talk her out of it. Blair's like, I know what I'm doing. And she tells Chuck, I trust you when you say to never drink absinthe with Daniel Baldwin. He, <laughs> it's like, I, and first of all, what a random name drop. Wow. Like, Very and secondly, Brendan, Brendan, as Daniel Baldwin's nephew, can you confirm <laughs> or deny this? <laughs> I can confirm that's how I was we, born. We have obviously. our very own Baldwin as a host <laughs> on the podcast. This is crazy that this is happening. That is really crazy. Um, and Daniel Baldwin is the is of the one that you're blood related to, right? And I say blood related as meaning my, the opposite. Yes, my, my sister related. is his daughter, essentially. My half sister is his daughter. For all the fans yes. out there, I grew no up thinking that I was cousins with Steven Spielberg. <laughs> 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 I am. Well, we have a. There, there's somebody else, like long distance cousin, whatever the heck that means, um, that like is that like wrote a book or something like that, and I thought this person was way more famous than they were, and the last name sounded like Spielberg, so I thought it was Steven Spielberg. <laughs> so you just assume the next logical step is that Steven Spielberg. Yeah, is one day when I was old enough to find out that was not the case, and also who Steven Spielberg was, um, it was a, it was a rough letdown. 
What a day. What a day that really was funny. for you. I'd much rather that be the case um, for me. Brendan, have you talked to your sister about what drinking absinthe with uh, Papa Daniel Baldwin is like? I brought it up, and she just kind of shut down really quickly. So No, we should probably get her on the memory. podcast to talk. We probably should. We get emergency a episode. Yeah. Especially it is Brendan month right now. Yeah. It I mean, oh, it's a good time for this to happen. On at the end of that Brendan month. And that, you, maybe you could even go a little bit further with Brendan month and add uh, Justin Bieber at the end there. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I'll make, I'll make a call. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, Blair's looking forward to guiding the fresh, vulnerable freshman. And uh, what what could go wrong here? Obviously, Blair is just going to assume her role as queen, and then they go back to making out on the sidewalk. So uh, Serena and Dan are on the phone. Dan doesn't want to avoid his only friend at NYU, who is Vanessa. And Serena thinks that Dan's not going to have any trouble making friends. Uh, and I think it seems that she's going to be correct in this assumption because uh, Dan has a great week here. Yeah, he does have a great week. He, we all kind of knew he would thrive in college because he is the protagonist yeah. type. Um, Especially it seems at like NYU. he's been in college the whole time we've been watching him, the way he acts. Yep. And it's got to be really hard for a hot, young, smart <laughs> yeah, guy to make yeah, friends exactly. in college. They really, yeah, they yeah. keep mentioning how like he's such a dork and how he never got invited to parties at high school. <laughs> and like th- this, this guy we're looking at now with the fucking head of hair, the chiseled jaw, and, like busting out of his fucking flannel, like that guy didn't. I'm but I guess he's lo- such a loser. He's a loser just because he didn't. He wasn't a billionaire. Talk. That's the only reason why. It's like they're, they're <laughs> later much, in the yeah. episode. They're like, yeah, uh, people really like you, Dan. Like that's why Blair's doing which. Yeah. Yeah, people really <laughs> like Dan. <Right. laughs> what part of that is surprising? Okay, I mean, if he went to a normal so, high school, he very may well have been just like a super popular guy. It's yeah. like as if as if even if he was like the biggest loser who just like did a bunch of stereotypically like loser things in high school all the way throughout. Like, look at the man; he's Stop not him. going to have a hard time <laughs> finding friends. He'd be, he'd be doing fine, I think. Yeah. So, uh, while he's on the phone, someone actually does recognize Dan. She's behind him online to get coffee, and she's like, are you Dan Humphrey? Like, the Dan Humphrey that was published in the 20 Under 20 issue of The New Yorker? So, it's one thing to have actually read the like that edition of The New Yorker, which is hard to believe, like, 18, 19, however old this girl is, uh, that she's reading that. Uh, even, I guess, if you are a pretentious NYU student. But, like, to be able to recognize Dan Humphrey or to be able to remember his name from the magazine is truly absurd. I mean, people need to stop making Dan think he's a good writer like people come up to him <laughs> yeah. all the time and tell him how famous he is and how amazing he is and they need to stop doing it you're dan the writer <laughs> she also orders a large coffee in this scene and i'm not a coffee drinker but i feel like that's go- like going into a bar and ordering one beer <laughs> just a nondescript right. large coffee doesn't describe what she wants in it <laughs> just one of, one of your finest coffees please <laughs> and so she read Dan's piece and she loved it. Uh, it turns out she hated him at first because she also submitted. But once she read the piece, it was just so good. She had no choice to re- but to respect him. Mm. So I, I, was, wasn't this just like another piece about Dan stalking Serena again? There's no way it was that good. It does say it was. And I, I bet you that she wants something else to do with this piece. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, no wonder he's so popular. <laughs> Everyone's heard about his piece. <laughs> So uh, she invites him to join some writer's club at NYU that she's in. And Dan is thriving already um, over on uh, on the other side of the family. Serena is not thriving. Rufus asks her if she's ready. Uh, Rufus is uh, Serena's new dad. He's here to see her off to college. Yeah, I don't like it. And uh, he it's tells her her, her mom. Yeah, he tells her her mom is proud of her. And so is he. He gives her a hug. And uh, it sucks that Lily can't be here, but. I don't know you, you think it's weird I, I think in this scene at least he's continuing to be a good dad he's in this good season, yeah surprisingly it's, it's just, str- yeah. It's just strange the season two just like a really off season for daddy hump 
Yeah, maybe it was. I mean, I, I think he is best when he's just kind of coasting along. He's not really ruffling feathers. He's never going to be like a great character, but he has a low floor, but at like a very low ceiling. Yeah, also, you can you can very easily ruin the parental characters when you give them too much to do. Totally, absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's what they should be. They should just be staying on the side, being uh, good parents. And uh, that, that's all. They, I mean, actually, I take that back for Lily. Lily has some has some good uh, good moments yeah, when she's not it. just being a parent. So, but, yeah, sorry, Brendan. But Rufus needs to just stay in his lane. Um, so all, all the college students are moving in, bringing back such nostalgia for me. Uh, I, I feel like it would bring back even more nostalgia if this looked like an actual college campus and not right. just like a city block. Literally a sidewalk on Fifty Fourth Street. Like I mean that. that colleges that were not in the city it just looks weird that this exists and i, I know it does but it's just so strange yeah i mean um, regardless of like you know i guess if everybody was out here um you know if you were moving into a dorm it probably was maybe what a floor or two up if that like how well yeah. actually no maybe matt how how many floors were in your building oh, you had towers right yeah. i mean yeah we had the albany famously had one tower in every quad and the towers went up to the 21st floor hmm. and also our first weekend of school a uh, friend of the pod Nesh was there, and we were friend his... of you two. <laughs> yes, of course, <laughs> enemy of the guest of the pod. Um, so we were there. He went to Albany with us. So does his his girlfriend at the time, uh, soon to be wife as of this weekend. Verunda was moving into her uh, dorm room, and she lived on the twenty first floor of the tower. And for whatever reason, move in weekend, the elevators were broken. So we had to lug all, and I don't perfect know why. Weekend. I that to be perfect. We had to lug all of her stuff up like oh twenty one flights of stairs. We obviously like I don't know what the plan. Like we obviously like didn't bring like any like, like of the, the super yeah. big stuff up there and just left it like I guess in Ganesha's room or something. But we were going like, and just going up those twenty one flights of stairs once is an accomplishment. It is also in to August go, too. Like. Yes, it was month. really hot. People were just passing each other up and down the stairs. It was an insane uh, first day of college. That's a workout. Yeah. That's that's a that's a sports practice. That's not. A... It really was. I'm surprised people were like puking up and down the stairs. <laughs> that's a challenge final right there. <laughs> it really is. Like I don't know. I don't know why they couldn't get the elevators fixed in time, but uh, that is that's my story. It's, it's with like that. this is the only weekend of the year that we are week of the year we need the elevators yeah, working. We of really course, we need the elevators here, especially um, if we're living on the top floor of the tower. But yeah, no, it definitely is uh, chaotic out here in these streets as as everybody's gra- gathering all, all their stuff. It's like you know you picture um, like in the movies when like the kid goes to school or whatever. It's like a nice, beautiful campus and everyone's out and everyone's saying goodbye and hugging and kissing and bringing their stuff in on nice, pretty carts. Um, here's New York, so that's yeah. not how it works. <laughs> it was also a weird week for me too because another thing I didn't really do. I moved in like a week or two early as well. So I was, we I was, get it. You were there. I was, well, there saying, I was part Christ. of the move in crew. So I was like, we were forced to help all these people move in and do exactly that. Like forced. Just, yeah. We were yeah. forced. You were, you were forced to be on this crew. Yeah. Any, any athlete, uh, had to like, be like the, we get the it. You're an athlete. Junk, so, um, I did exactly <laughs> what you did, but our floors were only went up to like three high. And the elevators were working. Elevators were working really well. Was it was elevators. it literally any athlete like the men or every the women, single like athlete, any? every single sport? Yeah, men and women. Okay. Yeah. When I when I lived in the tower my sophomore year, I lived on the fifth floor out of twenty one, and for whatever reason, the unwritten rule of the elevator was that uh, if you live below the eighth floor, you don't use the elevator. People Ooh. will get mad yeah. I think at that's you. a good so a good territory. Floors one through seven, you are walking, and so when we got um, 
fifth floor we were like oh this is great we'll still have like a view but it won't be too high like we could easily walk up five flights of stairs every day but when you're doing it five times a yeah. day it gets really annoying and you just want to take that it's elevator to that so top of that threshold there yeah i started having to go in when there were people in the elevator with me i'd have to take the elevator to the eighth yeah. floor to avoid the stink eye and yes. then just walk down three flights of stairs and it works because going down is much easier it's gravity baby of course, it, it's crappy. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of just pulling me down there. <laughs> <laughs> just rolling down. Nothing to do once you got there. Yeah. It just <laughs> carried you just down. Gotta, just Ask someone let to push you. Drop down three flights of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vanessa is making out with Scott on the sidewalk uh, as we have their second sidewalk makeout couple, and Scott's not shy at all about shaking Dan's hand, even though he almost fainted when Rufus held out his hand last episode. <laughs> I guess Rufus is much more. Of, yeah, I guess he's more a fan of Rufus than he is of Dan's writing. Yeah, and Vanessa's also here, and I know, Ligori, you were uh, a little confused as to why we hated Vanessa so much last time you were on the podcast, so we should really take our time to point out every time Vanessa is the worst. Uh, luckily for you, she doesn't really have too bad of an episode, and no, yeah. it's mostly just say, her making what, up What, what happened here? <laughs> yeah, last episode well, was way worse, Dan- I don't know if you remember. Yeah. yeah. It was really bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you caught it all on 1.7x speed or whatever <laughs> you're watching. 1.2, and what was she doing last episode? She was the, we, we don't have time to go over. If you want to keep this under two hours, we don't have time to go <laughs> all right, over. All right, move on, move on. So Dan comes over and Vanessa's immediately a dick to him. She's like, yeah, you actually have to call me to find out what's going on in my laugh, life. So like, okay, Vanessa, remember, like, you're completely in the wrong here. So calm the fuck down, first of all. That's that's what I have to say to right. her there. And, but that's uh, where it ends for her. In her defense, this is yeah, where, pretty, where it ends. Pretty much. Yeah. Because they need to be a united front because out walks uh, Blair Waldorf from her majestic limo. And... Uh, coincidentally, right next to them, and she you know, sets one the ground more thing rules. With like, her, though, she does say, "Of course, she's in a limo." Like, yeah, that you know how she travels. Just like leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. Um, and she says, "Let's make it clear from the start: we don't know each other here." And uh, Dan and Vanessa are very happy to follow that rule. So that that's how their college experience is going to start off over at Chuck's place. Serena she also comes in just looks and, at Vanessa and just says, "Ew." When she sees her. <laughs> well, so that's good. I don't blame her there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Serena goes to Chuck's place and he greets her with a, well, hello, sis. And Serena, <laughs> always, always love that. Always a classic. Uh, Serena needs a place to stay because she's not going to Brown after all. Uh, a little early in the season for Serena to be doing her self-destructive thing. But uh, I guess when we consider the headspace she was in last week, yeah. uh, it kind of makes she's sense. She's been doing it for a while now. Like she, just, she carried it over from the end of last season and never stopped. Yeah, she really did. I love that Chuck's at-home attire is a shirt and tie <laughs> and suspenders. Too. He looks incredible. Like he's just lounging around the house. It's really great. <laughs> he's always just dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> so Blair is uh, – seems like she's holding tryouts for some minions here. And mm-hmm. I, did these girls already know who Blair is from Gossip Girl and, like, flock to her? Did Blair have to, like, hang out flyers and have a general interest meeting? I don't know. I think she rounded everybody up. Yeah, it yeah. seems like I would a more around for sure. I would have loved to join this club in college. Uh, I, instead, I was stuck with, you know, lame things like the Sustainability Club, famously my acapella group, of course. But yes. if I could have been a, a Blair's minion, that would have been a great a great, a great <laughs> Much four more years. fun. Especially with you and, Yeah, too. I mean, right off the bat, they seem like they're all down for it. They're all kind Ew. of listening. They're all, you know, uh, very interested in what Blair has to say. If it wasn't for uh, Georgina sabotaging yeah. her, I think she would have had something here. And she, 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 all... You go ahead. Go on. I don't know. You go. Oh, on. She, had, she had the right idea, like trying to pick out these freshmen too, because thinking right. about me and I'm probably all of us as a freshman, you get there and you're just looking for anything to grasp onto as far as friendship or just some sort of normal state. So, like, okay, I'll do whatever I have to do just to come around people because <laughs> I'm scared. I like yeah, that this I, could be considered normal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is normal. Sure, I went to college with like all of our best friends, so oh, I really didn't yeah. have any problem that with, uh, with with finding people that I could uh, 
and that that was like the first few parties we went to was literally just like six of us just hanging out with each other in a corner uh, <laughs> until we <laughs> until we eventually uh flocked out and found yeah. some more friends um Rhoda has also made the trip to NYU and is helping Blair host the meeting here. Is Rhoda just like going to be staying in the dorm with Blair? And is that okay with Eleanor? I hope so. I, I guess they're in a triple now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, they put together some gift bags uh, for, for the potential future minions. Uh, Dorota doesn't even think Blair needs a whole week to run the school. She only needs a day. And uh, Blair, like you said, Blair's under the impression she's in a single. But here comes Georgina to burst that bubble. I, I guess the other bed in the room wasn't a clue to Blair that she probably isn't in a single. She thought it was um, Dorota's bed. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what Blair thought. Um, so I love Georgina. She pretends she like didn't know this was happening. She freaks out. She is so happy to be seeing Blair, which is very funny. She's selling her excitement very well. Yeah, this is great. I, I love that Dorota's here for her. I hope this this continues, but uh, she kind of just has a big splash in the beginning and fizzles out the rest of the episode. Yeah, I, I would have really liked, liked some Dorota at the party. You know, that could have helped out Blair a little bit in her situation. Yeah, yeah, and she she gives up on the you know plan here to to fake it here with uh, Blair pretty quickly yeah. because obviously yeah, we get to like the middle of the episode where things start to shift. But uh, she she gives it you know her best shot. She puts on her best uh, performance here to really make Blair believe that she's here for a year of fun. <laughs> yeah. She's telling Blair it's just a coincidence that she, that uh, <laughs> their college roommates, which would be the most insane coincidence in the world. Um, and Georgina is not the biggest I city, get. New York. Yeah, that's true. And a small, a small island like Manhattan, Very this was bound one. to happen. Yeah. Uh, Georgina's parents told her with either Bible camp or college. So Georgina chose NYU. How on earth did she get into NYU? Did she also call in a favor from Cyrus? You can't just decide to go to NYU one day. Right. She acts like, she had no choice. Like, well, if I was going to go to college, it was yeah. obviously going to be at NYU. It's just like our local <laughs> community college. <laughs> yes. And I mean, Blair is not holding back. Uh, she tells her that Jesus dumped her because he found out that uh, she was Satan, which I guess would be a deal breaker for Jesus. But <laughs> Georgina just continues to like kill Blair with kindness here. She says she wants to put all the childish games behind them. And I just, I love Georgina as the over anxious college roommate. And like, she she already knows Blair's shoe size for some reason. She's like, you can wear my shoes if you want. We, we saw Blair as the uh, the titular roommate in the classic movie, The Roommate. Yes. And now, like, the shoe is on the other foot. Georgina, um, <laughs> it really I, is. Like, I can't wait for her to get to get a, an Emily tattoo. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. <laughs> but we also know, it's like, you I got know... a tattoo. It says, it, it says Dorota on it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> is it, that also would assume that Blair has a tattoo of Dorota. Yeah, of course. Okay, of good. Course. I hope so. I hope she does. And then to add to the insane coincidences, Vanessa's dorm is apparently like right down the hall. So this year should be a lot of fun. It definitely will be a lot of fun. I'm sure by the end of this, is there one semester, hallway and all of like, it. If this worked out, this would be a great show. Like if the three, if the mm-hmm. had gotten along and and were doing great, or even if they didn't get along, um, and they were still continuing to live together. Like Zoe one Oh one was founded in roommates who don't get along. And you know, Quinn who lived in a room or two down and then eventually joins up with them. Um, and that's not college, but that's fine. Pretty it's, much. it's, Sporting you know, school, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so if, if they could have gotten on the same page here, or even if they couldn't have, they would have banded together, you know, figured something out. Um, I'm sad that, you know, uh, you know, spoiler alert, Georgina Blair, not really working out here. <laughs> yeah. And not to relate everything back to my college experience, but, uh, my, much like, uh, in this, see me and Pete were roommates freshman year and then Sanchez and Ganesh were roommates. And rather than, uh, 
room all in a suite together. I don't think they wanted to room with Pete that much. So <laughs> they said, no, we'll uh, take our chances of rooming somewhere else. But coincidentally, they were roomed right above us in uh, in the same building. So we had a, we, you know, we got to go upstairs, hang out with their, with their uh, floor mates. So it was smarter to like spread your wings and also like that you got, you both got separate groups of friends that you can just make it into one giant group of friends. So yeah, we get it. You have friends. Oh my God. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Uh, so back to Serena and Chuck. Serena realized she wasn't excited about Brown at all, so uh, she just decided not to go. So Serena is, I feel like, very lucky Lily's not here right now because Lily would have been so excited she'd be like dropping Serena off at Brown herself. And mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised that like Rufus didn't go with her to Brown or Jenny or Eric or no one wanted to make that trip with her to help her move in. Like poor Serena, she had to do the whole yeah. move. In. She was expected to do the whole move in to Brown by herself. Yeah, I get these these city kids are super independent, but they need help with just like moving stuff. She's gonna carry her mini fridge into her dorm room herself. <laughs> yeah, I mean she probably could get somebody to do it for her though. Honestly, oh, I'm, Serena, I'm sure she could just bat yeah. an eyelash and someone's carrying that mini fridge in for her. But still, they shouldn't be. It, she shouldn't be expected to do that. Right. And so she she really doesn't feel ready for college, especially with like the headspace she's in right now. So going to a, a completely new place by herself would be very hard. She's not going to NYU with all of her friends. And like she's also rich, so it's not like she has to think about the money she's wasting by not totally. showing up to Brown. And also, she's Serena. So if she gets a late start, if she decides like next month, actually I do want to go to college. She could like I'm sure all the professors would be more than accommodating for Serena. Yeah, because she's just not actually <laughs> like supposed to go to Brown. She's not a super intelligent person from what we understand. Yeah, she's just Serena. Yeah, she's just who she is. So she's just like kind of the, I don't want to say dumb because we don't know for that for a fact, but she seems a little bit on the stupider side. She's more of a Nate uh, than anyone else in this, <laughs> this friend group. Right. So uh, yeah, she's, she's there just by name and, and brand alone. Right. And uh, Chuck, Chuck seems to have, like, self-awareness about their situation. He says, uh, sis, for people like us, a college degree is just an accessory. So, totally. Which and, is so true. Yeah. <laughs> it, really, it really is. Like, all the, like, famous actors and stuff who just, like, graduated from Yale just for fun. Like, that's, yep. that's all they did. And so Chuck also brings up Carter Bazin and Serena, she's like, you're not doing, you're not dropping out of school because of Carter. And Serena's basically like, no, no, no. I haven't seen him since, like, we fucked in the woods. Like, as a matter of fact, I ran away from him after we fucked in the woods. So I, just, <laughs> I haven't even thought about him since then. And, and he, like, he left his ass off after it, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Chuck's like, okay, great. You can stay here. I have one rule. That's it. I'm, I'm just having a meeting tonight, so just clear out for a couple of hours. Can you do that for me? And she's like, yeah, of course. Oh, don't, don't mention it. And so Chuck then also takes this opportunity to confide in her that... This is what I'm doing tonight in the meeting. I want to turn this old art bank into a speakeasy, which is a, a very Chuck move. In the front, an elegant right. restaurant, but in you the back, an after hours, yeah, an after hours locale devoted to indecency, disreputable behavior, and all manner of debauchery. And so he tells Serena this. He says that he hasn't told Blair, he hasn't told anyone because he wanted to make sure the deal went through before he told anyone. And maybe he should have made sure the deal went through before he told Serena as well. Yeah, I feel like he wasn't really explicit enough about like. Hey, if you do happen to see me in this meeting, don't right. tell him what exactly it is. Like, I, I maybe would. Yeah, like, this up is on top easier. secret, by the way. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, also, like, I mean, little... it would help if 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 Chuck could display any emotion other than just his very standard, um, you <laughs> know, must. speech pattern yeah. of mystery. <laughs> so it's hard to. I, I certainly would not have picked up on like like I got that this was a secret. He hasn't told Blair yet, but like. Why w- I I can't imagine a world where if I was Serena in this moment, I would think that this person is not going to know everything about yeah. what 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 right. is being proposed here. I, 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 I don't think it's on her either. 
no, it's definitely on her a little bit because she is not supposed to be in in the hotel while he's having this meeting. Um, and she does like stumble in. We'll we'll get to it. But yeah. so Vanessa is in the bookstore. Of course, uh, coincidentally, Dan is there as well. He's also taking the same class as Vanessa. Clearly, the universe is pushing them together. And um, to Vanessa's credit, she actually tells Dan she wouldn't have wanted to call her either after the way she acted at the party. Uh, it would be nice if she could give an actual apology if she realizes that. But for some reason, uh, Dan is the only person in this conversation who apologizes, yeah, even though it should have been Vanessa. Vanessa. I guess. Yeah. So, so I, I guess this this big fight between them was only for one episode and Vanessa tells Dan, you know, Scott is great. He, you know, you should really get to know him. He really wants to get to know you. Obviously uh, more than either of them could possibly know. And you know, honestly, if anyone, Scott might be the person getting an Emily tattoo. Like, <laughs> he really <laughs> what, is that kind of what guy. What that tattoo for? He's, he's like, Dan, I got a tattoo of Allison to commemorate your missing mother from season one. Well, I'm just so confused <laughs> about is why we're, we're going to keep having these episodes where he's pretending to be a normal guy and he looks nervous yeah. all the time and nobody knows why. <laughs> Like we're not gonna go into it about why he's nervous. Like we're not gonna go into that plot line at all. We're just gonna keep having him here. When do you? Yeah. When do you think he reveals, or do you think he's just here all season? All season long, looking nervous. (laughs) So Georgina also just happens to be in the bookstore. Dan's very surprised to see her. Georgina also does something Vanessa can't do, and she actually apologizes. She's like, "I'm sorry. I have my meds straightened out now. I'm in a much better place." And you know, Georgina showing more humility than Vanessa yeah, does. So that's, that's all very valid. For oh. Max, this is manipulative. This isn't genuine. <laughs> well, it, it You're is, looking it is, for genuine like... <laughs> apology from Vanessa. That's not. <laughs> but coming from a, Vanessa's a, point relax. of view, like you have to take it. Like, okay, gr- this girl's trying to like be nice and be real with me. But we we know obviously that this is manipulative because we saw that she <laughs> got her name on the list to be Blair's roommate. So, it, but they don't know that. So, right and. So Georgina wants to become friends with him now, and Dan's obviously very hesitant. And all of a sudden, Vanessa thinks, like, for being too harsh to her, she tries to make Dan into the bad guy for not being forgiving enough. And, what, like, why is Vanessa so pro-Georgina all of a sudden? For whatever reason, she seems to think that anyone's, anyone who wants a fresh start should get one, like, regardless of what they've done or how insane they are in the case of Georgina. And I, I love Dan saying, like, I know you're new to the whole school thing, but you don't want Georgina as your friend. So I don't... Right. Vanessa, like... Again, it makes no sense to me as to why Vanessa is so adamant about this Georgina thing and no, how they yeah. have to be friends with her. Like, like, Georgina can apologize all she wants, and that's great. Like, thank you, appreciate it. But I, I was glad that Dan stood his ground. I was like, yeah, like thanks and all, but like I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna stay. I kind of read this away. more of just like she's, you know, kind of just making sure to continuously shit on Dan and and the things that he's thinking and saying, and whatever he says is wrong, uh, more maybe, or less. Maybe so. she's like, yeah, she just wants to turn this into another fight between her and Dan. Right, like he's, you know, telling her, no, this isn't a good idea. Let's keep away from her. And she's like, no, you're wrong because you're not right about anything. Uh-huh. So, Which would also uh, make right. Vanessa the worst. If that's how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> proving our point more and more. <laughs> um, remember Nate and Bray? <laughs> we, we've forgotten oh, yeah. about our friend Nate until at this point. I, and in the as episode, I watched, like, I kept forgetting about them. Oh, we that's back, your name? I was like, what the hell is this? Yes. That's a nice name, Bray. Bray, Bu- Bray Buckley. Oh. Alliteration. You're the second hmm. guest in a row who's forgotten her name. <laughs> so... Uh, you yeah, gotta know Nate's it doing... to forget it. That is very true. Um, <laughs> so Nate, Nate's doing what he does best. He's sleeping with a woman, and they're discussing <laughs> what their plan is now that classes are starting up at Columbia. And Bree's like, "How's this for a plan? Fuck classes. Let's just spend twenty four hours with you, like with each other, hold up in your room. So like, 
they can skip the whole relationship part and really get to know each other. Like, I don't know. I really feel like 24 hours isn't even it's enough time to not, fully not, get to not know Not enough time uh, to get the, I get the idea she's going for you here. Like, yeah. oh, let's, you know, maybe, I mean, at that point, you got to be like, let's do it for a week. Uh, right. You know, at, at least 24 yeah. hours is a very standard amount of time to spend somebody, uh, spend with somebody who uh, you may not be like long-term invested in. So I don't know what she was getting yeah, at here. Like one yeah. sleepover. I spent 24 hours with someone like yeah not even like intentionally it just so happened it's, it's that we spending one night together where you didn't kick them out the next morning like yeah congratulations exactly because her whole thing is like oh if we were in the real world if we went public with our relationship we'd end up hating each other like yeah, i didn't start to hate my roommates until months went by so i feel like you really need to uh you really need more yeah. time than it's 24 hours and but nate's like yeah this sounds like a great idea because he probably assumes they're just going to be like boning the whole time so that's kind of what it seemed uh, like to me too yeah, I think that is just what happens here. This is a very pointless story. Yeah, it's just to have Nate on screen, I guess. He's a hunk. Really, really get nothing else out of it. So yeah. every time that busy. they popped up, I was like, this is, I, I really could bump this up to 2x. Yeah. It's, yeah, 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 exactly. It was giving nothing. It's so disconnected from the rest of the story. It's just so pointless. And Chuck is in his business meeting. And I don't know, I'm not a businessman, but is it customary to have your business meetings like in your room? Like he's coming to his hotel room to, <laughs> like, why did they like meet at a restaurant or something? Like this could have all been avoided. Not, not to say this is Chuck's fault again, even though it partly is, but I don't know why. I don't know why this is being done in, at his house. Yeah, like I get his place is nice, but it's like it still just felt like you, you were in his living room. Yeah, you want to come over and talk about my business plan? Yeah. So, businessman tells Chuck that uh, the board was very concerned with Chuck's reputation when they saw he made a bid, but Chuck is going to try to save face here. But then Serena just waltzes in. She's seemingly, you know, a little tipsy at least. She's speaking <laughs> Italian for some reason. <laughs> just another. <laughs> Yeah, just another random Serena thing to be doing here in early three. Obviously, uh, Serena famously loves speaking foreign languages at any chance she gets. And it's very inconsiderate of Serena as Chuck apologizes for his stepsister. He had one rule and he mouths at her like, get the fuck out of here. What is she doing? He had one request for her living here and that is he needed the room for the business meeting tonight. And she couldn't even obey that just because she broke a heel. Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know if we got the exact window of time that she was supposed to be out for. Maybe she didn't said, get that memo. He said a few hours. Yeah, I guess. I, I just, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt just because he was so mean to her afterwards. I was mad at him. I get it, but I mean, and I do feel bad for her afterwards, but like, and at this point, she hasn't even seemed to ruin anything somehow, as this guy tells her that he's planning on leasing the place to Chuck. He has a real vision. And that's when Serena lets it slip that Chuck is planning on turning it into a speakeasy. And that that's the part where it's like on Chuck a little bit for not filling in Serena that this part was a secret and for having the meeting in his room. But if Serena does just get the fuck out and not talk to this guy, uh, then again, they avoid the problem. Yeah, she really wasn't welcome, um, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> um, it's... Um, I, I'm, I'm curious, like, you know, what's going on with Serena here in general, um, because I can see, you know, from, uh, you know, she, she's been having a, you know, a sad girl summer and she's trying to figure out life going into, uh, uh, obviously not college, but whatever's next for her. And later on, she's going to talk to Rufus about like, I don't really know what's next for me. I don't really have that plan. Um, but it doesn't feel like an overt spiral that she's in. Like, I mean, it obviously seems like she's upset about it yeah. and, and really going through it, but it doesn't seem like, you know, when you picture the spiral that they're trying to paint her as going through, that's not really what's happening. She's just sad and, lost you know, a little like small lashing out it's like it's either yeah. go all the way with the lashing out or not because this is just it's like it's like we're going halfway here and i didn't really get it sure right if you're not stealing a horse then yeah, what yeah, are we, yeah, doing we get the horse last week then we go down to just breaking a heel 
Um, so Blair's getting her party ready, and it, it does look amazing with all the sushi. Um, again, back to just to relate this to my freshman year of Albany, they had a thing called a <laughs> they had a thing called Sushi Fridays, where a sushi chef came to one of the dining halls every Friday, made sushi from five to eight. It was my favorite day. I would get so much sushi. It wasn't uh, sushi. We cut the Albany out of this podcast and be under an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's it's the college years of Gossip Girl. we got to talk about my college you years. Gotta, you got to save some stories. I mean, they're going to be in college yeah, for a little bit longer. Here, it came true. up organically. There was sushi. Sushi oh, Fridays. Hey. Do you guys like sushi at all? I was going to say, no. one of my biggest flaws ah. in life is that I don't like sushi. At least you recognize it as a flaw. It would be just be so convenient for everyone around me. It's one of the things I miss the most as a vegan because it's uh, tough to find vegan sushi. You can get a cucumber roll or an avocado roll, but it's not the same. That's just going to be veggie. What do you miss more? Uh, sushi or college? <laughs> college for sure, because I did get a lot of sushi, <laughs> sushi at college. college so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I it doesn't look like uh, this is as good as a time as Sushi Fridays was for me because Amalia seems to be the only one who showed up, and she's like, "Yeah, I think everyone else is down the hall watching a movie or something." And Blair's like predictably a, a dick to Amalia, even though. Uh, she might be her only friend right now, so she probably should be a little nicer. But <laughs> uh, the face she's giving her as she's talking to her is just so displeased and so funny. One of Blair's best face. <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, "This is the only person that showed up." Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and she's mad at so, this girl for for eating the food too. I'm like, "What do you want them to do?" <laughs> yeah. I know. So it, for you guys, it, it's your first week of college here. Well, for Brendan, it would be his second or third week because he was obviously part of right. punks that moved junk or whatever he was part of. <laughs> yeah. uh, would you guys go to the fancy Blair Waldorf sushi party or the movie gathering down the hall? movie gathering and i don't even like movies but i like a lot of people <laughs> gathered around in a room yeah. that are just kind of hanging out that's definitely yeah. the vibe um, i love gathering this, i would probably sneak yeah, out a couple is... times just to get some if i did like sushi or to go in just grab some right. good food go back and forth you know get the good food no, Blair, I, I, I don't know, Blair I'm would probably make you stay like we're in freshman year of college this is the uh first like week or two we're all getting to know each other and blair's putting on the nice clothes and putting out the nice trays and it's like no they literally just want to order pizzas and bullshit and that's what happens in the other party so there's zero surprise uh that everybody goes there yeah that's the place to be where everybody uh... knows each other for sure yeah, my first week freshman year at Albany, I'm sure everyone wants to know about. Uh, a lot of movie nights happened there. I watched Mean Girls, I think, four times in the first week back at back in Albany. That's uh, that's how everyone became friends with each other. And, and then you mentioned you're not a big pizza guy? Not that. Not, not for, like, it can't be the whole meal. I need to have other stuff with it. So in this more of a snack hypothetical me? scenario, you are suspending disbelief and willing to like sushi in this made-up scenario. I, you know but I don't love sushi, but I'd rather have... Um, one slice and a couple pieces of sushi, then two slices of pizza. Wait, you want together a slice and sushi? Yeah, because I can't have really either, go either or like... just on their own. Hmm. All right. Well, sushi is not very filling unless you go to all-you-can-eat sushi. Then that that can get you. Mm. Maybe I would so Chuck's yelling at Serena. And pizza. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think that goes together. <laughs> we'll find out. Anyway, so Chuck's uh, telling Serena that the board needs to approve him. Now they're not going to do it because they're not going to like the fact that uh, he has coat check girls giving happy endings. I didn't know that his speakeasy was quite this debaucherous, but I, I guess how he advertised it, I shouldn't be surprised. Also, this makes no, this makes no sense. That The coat check girls giving happy endings. like you, they, He acts like coat checks girls are, are giving like this long service that provides like an ending to it. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. here's the coat, and then I'll see you later. <laughs> I don't think that qualifies. Yeah, as a happy where ending. where are the happy endings coming from? Like, in what part of the process is a happy ending? Happening? Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Again, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess. So. I guess. <laughs> so, 
Uh, Serena is, you know, cheapestly apologizing. She didn't know. But Chuck is like, why the fuck do you think I wanted you out tonight? Because obviously something like this would happen. And again, he could have at least mentioned that she should keep this a secret, you know, just in case something like this happened. But Serena's like, I'll just go. And he calls her a train wreck under his breath. And again, like we were saying, this is obviously Serena's fault, or at least I feel it is. But I I still felt bad for in this moment. It was an honest mistake. And she's, she's, at least at this point, is upset that she made the mistake. And she's feeling, you know, a little vulnerable these days to begin with. So, you know, a little much for Chuck to call her a train wreck. Yeah, especially because well, she, the... she, she kind of came to him for some advice too, and was like, "Hey, I need some help. I just need some some sort of yeah. comfort right now." And he did he did kind of the opposite. What was with the choreography in this scene? Why was he dancing around her like like, <laughs> in like a half circle? <laughs> That's like, what he does, as if this was like some kind of interrogation. I mean, <laughs> it was almost like like a sort setting... of like Voldemorty speech. <laughs> it it was it was just like you know he would stand on one side and then walk to the yeah. other and walk to the Very other. It was like. This is like, you know, like stage performing 101 of just like, you know, finding something to do with yourself while you're having a conversation. (laughs) So you're not just standing there talking to the other person. But I don't know. They just went about it a little funny. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I think I'm slightly in the tick over to Serena just because, like you said, she's a little bit vulnerable right now. And the way Chuck handled it was bad. I I think it was definitely definitely her fault initially. But yeah, just the way he handled it, uh, more points to Serena. He said it wouldn't happen. No, that was my own fault. That wasn't the microphone's fault. I uh, accidentally uh, kicked my computer just now, trying you to lift my leg. kicked your computer? <laughs> I, was, I was trying to get a little comfortable and move my leg. I shouldn't have done that. I think you do this once in a while just to make sure that I'm actually editing these things. <laughs> yeah, I got to keep you on your toes. <laughs> you, can, you can leave it in. It wasn't too much of a... <laughs> I'll, I'll take it out. <laughs> I, I thought you were waiting for the crickets, but no, you were... <laughs> no, no. He's going to wait for an actual <laughs> joke for that one. <laughs> so Georgina welcomes Blair to Vanessa's room and it turns out Vanessa's the one hosting the movie night. She made for a movie night, she didn't watch Mean Girls. She made everyone watch her stupid documentary <laughs> about a community garden in her neighborhood. There's no way everyone loved this movie as much as Georgina is saying. I don't care so how many gang members picked up carrots for the I first know. time. That was also my joke of the episode too, but there's one that beats it out later on. <laughs> Oh wow, Vanessa sucks at filmmaking. There's no re- way this was good. Well, that just I goes to show you how important night. this movie night is. It's just it's not about the movie. It's just about the the experience of just being around a ton of people. Oh, that's true. But imagine going to a movie night and someone puts on their own documentary. <laughs> I, like, I would, I would love that honestly. <laughs> Very funny. Definitely more funny if you know the person though. Yeah, I <laughs> I got to admire the the balls on Vanessa to do that. I guess, but. <laughs> Now, having the knowledge that this was the movie and that Vanessa was hosting, I, of course, would have chosen Blair's sushi party. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not even close. Amali is the only smart one in this bunch. So, Blair tells everyone, movie's over. Everyone come to my sushi party. But uh, she notices her invitation is being used as a coaster. So, she's starting to get that the whole college transition isn't going as well as she hoped. Which, you know, it's a good direction to put this character. Obviously, she crushed in high school. So, uh, it is... Definitely interesting to see how she is going to handle some, uh, some wh- whatever, the, these obstacles being thrown in her way here to start college. And this literally happens in every show with this person. I like, I couldn't help but think immediately to like Paige and Degrassi, like mm-hmm. immediately has a hard time in college the second she gets there. Um, Santana like turns around and drops out like super fast and, and whatever. She, you know, is always home with Brittany. Um, it's, you know, of the, the uh, three college shows that I watch. But that's where my mind went. I was like, eh, this is very, you know, it's the standard thing to do with this character. And and to be fair, Gossip Girl came before... No, did it? No, Degrassi was... 
Well, it came before Glee for sure. Came before um, Glee for sure. Degrassi starts in 2001. Paige goes to college in season six. So that would be 2006. So Degrassi would have happened before uh, Gossip Girl did. That off memory of you? Yeah. Who's the lifelong fan here? <laughs> me or you? Wow. A... Well, you, you said it yourself. I have, a good, I have a good memory. That on me. You do have a good memory. I've always said that about you. <laughs> you always have have I ever told you, you that? You can keep saying it. Yes, okay. and I remember it well. Um, so um, <laughs> Vanessa is also going to, uh, she's about to show them another stupid movie, but Blair's like, come on, you guys don't want greasy pizza and shitty Vanessa movies. You want sushi and sake and, and wasabi facials, but literally no one seems enthused by this. So like, what is the disconnect here? Do college people just not care about stupid fancy stuff like that? Is NYU not as fancy as Constance High School is? Do all the rich people just pull a chuck and not go to college and that's why the people yeah. here just want to eat pizza and have fun? Like, what is happening? Why can't Blair just buy these people's friendship? Like, that's the main thing is that the rich thing because not everyone that's at NYU is rich. It's just a bunch of normal It's an people. expensive school though. It can be, yeah, sure. I'm sure there's some people like that get financial aid like Dan. Like, I think if you're poor enough then you might get there with some sort of aid. So, that, that could very well be the case. Just people that aren't <laughs> filthy, filthy rich. It's not filled with people trying to uh, assert their dominance in the class. Yeah, they're not trying to outclass each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I love a movie and pizza night, so I get it. But I would also want to be friends with Blair, so it would be a tough decision for me. Yeah, well, at this point, she wouldn't be making much of an impression on people. So I I don't know if I would like her at this point. I think she would take some growing on people. Yeah, I love when uh, Georgina is like shooing her out of the room. The one, the girl who has one line, and it's and close the door. Great, performance <laughs> yeah, great performance. <laughs> she really, she they gave her her one line, and she came, she came to deliver. <laughs> so, um, good for Georgina. She somehow knew her plan would work flawlessly because uh, she has very easily turned everyone against Blair. She hasn't even really turned them against Blair. She's made them entirely yeah, indifferent right. to her, which is probably like even worse for Blair. Because Blair's playing the game that she'd be playing anyway. It's not like it's this isn't really a war. It's more just like Georgina's trying to make friends almost. <laughs> Blair's trying to make it a war, and no one wants to like no one wants to show up to the battle. They're just right. like, okay, whatever. You you have your party. We're just gonna hang out. Yeah, totally. It's also funny how like this is going nothing like what Chuck thought it was going to go like for her. Like he thought she would be getting into trouble and like all the stuff that she was gonna be like having this uh you know. I don't know, maybe like scandalous kind of time. Yeah. I don't know. And and she's like failing to make a single friend with right. uh, basic necessities. And what you think yeah, about it, like she really never had friends in high school. It was just Serena. And then yeah, she Chuck had her, her friend at some points. But that was really yeah. Look at how this episode ends. <laughs> yeah, <how about laughs> right. that? yeah. With Serena and Chuck. There you go. So uh, Serena stayed with Dan. Obviously, Dan willing to help Serena, especially since like he's the only one living in his loft right now. So plenty of room. Dan's live like Dan's not dorming. I guess Dan's living in his loft. So I'm famously terrible at geography. How far is Brooklyn from NYU? Is he making this commute to class every day? I think it's pretty far because Brooklyn can be pretty deep as far as the boroughs go. Yeah. To Manhattan seems like kind of a bitch. probably a solid hour commute. Yeah, and that sucks. He should just get a dorm. But uh, as you mentioned earlier, Brendan, Dan made a Serena breakfast. Obviously, the only thing that Humphreys know how to make is waffles. Yep. There's I mean, so many had waffles some stuff on it. Like, his was dry that he ate. <laughs> <laughs> this is a running thing or was it just in this episode? Have I, have it, I... it was a little bit of a running thing, but they really went all out they in really this episode. Because it comes oh up God, again there's... later where when Chuck talks to Rufus and he's like, thank you, Rufus, your waffles were excellent. Well, that, yeah, and that's my su- joke of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was surprised oh, there were waffles and sushi like, at the party. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I mean, you didn't have to spoil it right now, right now that that was your I joke know, of the you episode. You said it. Right? I'm going to say it again later. I, I guess like an so, idiot. yeah. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> so... 
Dan also reminds Serena that like he doesn't have servants or cooks, so he jokes. He's like, so if you see someone in the loft, call the police because it's not a cook. But, <laughs> like Vanessa's literally already always breaking into that place, so <laughs> she could very well see someone in there, and it probably will be Vanessa. It definitely will be. Um, I we still don't really know where. Oh, Vanessa's living in the dorms now. I, I mean, you know, I'm glad yes. she finally has a place to live. Honestly, <laughs> she, she needed those, <laughs> she, she needed really that financial did. aid to get the dorms, so she wasn't living in her place of employment anymore. <laughs> she wasn't living in the art gallery cafe. Yeah. <laughs> Serena is gonna check in with Dan, ask how NYU is, and Dan's like, more people have talked to me in a day than in my entire four years at St. Jude's, which is impressive because Gossip Girl said it in the season finale. Dan was the ultimate insider, so it's not even like he was some big loser by the end of his high school career he was definitely inside everything well i think people talked about him more than they talked to him though it's true you know um so and also suggests uh, that maybe serena should talk to his dad about her doubts with brown he may have his faults but when it comes to fatherly advice he is the best there is which is a very nice sentiment from dan and a very nice thing to say about rufus as well um as we will see when it does happen, like he does not yeah, handle not the whole Blair Nakamura Brown thing. Yeah, like, I'll figure it out eventually, uh, but it's not always like the first try is great. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's no one better than Rufus in having uh, fatherly talks. He's just one of the very few fathers in this group. I would argue that uh, Cyrus would definitely be the best oh, yeah. uh, at the fatherly talks. Definitely. Too bad he's not always available. No, we, we get a little bit from him in the, um, like previously on. I thought that would mean he was going to be in this episode. And he I was know. Not unfortunately so blair finds georgina she sees that she's throwing a rooftop rager and uh blair blair's on to georgina she knows she's trying to sabotage her by ruining her party and now she's making her move with the rooftop rager and georgina is just playing it cool uh she's getting under blair's skin very easily i guess she had like her whole summer to plan with this out like what she was going to do to uh, win the day against blair and blair had no idea this was coming so georgina had the element of surprise on her side yeah, this is also just like an awesome party. So good for Georgina oh, for yeah. throwing this. I love a rooftop party. No matter what party, this, yeah. I've I don't I, ever been. To I don't think party. I've ever been. I've never been no. to a rooftop party. I've been to a rooftop, but there's never been a party going on, and that's probably the worst thing about my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love a rooftop. There. I love a rooftop party. Uh, they are a very good time. So uh, yeah, can I, we can we get this from Blair later that she wants people to come with her and leave. I'm like, I would never leave that, no matter who's there yeah, or what no. the hell like. Never, you just would never leave. Uh, if I didn't have to, never. I would never go to the monkey bar. I'm hanging out at that room. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, of the terms Blair's using here, accusing Georgina of starting an alliance with Vanessa, and Georgina's <laughs> like, no, it's just a friendship. Like, unlike you, Vanessa's cool and people like her, which is probably the most false thing that anyone's no. ever said on this show. Um, so. And she's like, she calls Blair the weird girl who threw the fish party and a loser who will never fit in. All of a sudden, Georgina just turned. Yeah, very harsh. I, I feel yeah, we had a, we had a cut ahead to you know it's it's time to just uh, call it what it is. <laughs> she's yeah, exactly. Uh, she's she's not with you. She's against you, Russell. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So. Serena does take Dan up on his offer, and she goes to visit our resident Dilf, Daddy Hump. And But Chuck is here randomly catching up with Rufus, and he thanks Rufus for the waffles, which is your joke of the episode, Brendan, not to spoil. Yeah, it's just so funny because <laughs> the two of them together by themselves <laughs> is funny enough, and the fact that they come away from like behind a wall, and Rufus comes out first, and I'm expecting Vanessa to come out behind him also. <laughs> thanks for the waffles. But then it's Chuck, and I'm like, what did they just do back there? And then, The like, most unlikely pairing in yeah, the show so probably funny. is Rufus and Chuck. And like, is waffles code for something? It's very confusing. But it's just funny that no matter what, ooh, that'd be funny, right? That would be an interesting <laughs> duo. But uh, no matter who's with Rufus, if Rufus is with somebody, he's gonna cook them waffles. That's all he knows how to do besides play the guitar. <laughs> they've, they've really gone all in on the waffle thing it's for really season funny. three. It's his, main, his main characteristic is waffles. 
<laughs> and they're so, not even like you know, they're, it's not even like he's sitting there with the batter and the the press for waffles. Sometimes he's just you'll see that cooking up the Eggos. Yeah, lately, it's been, it's been the Eggos. Lately, you're right. Thank you for the Eggos, Rufus. They were delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess Chuck was so mad at Serena, he went to Rufus to tattle on her for skipping school, and. Serena wants to talk to Rufus about this, but Rufus already has his arms crossed. He's in tough guy Rufus stance. And Serena opens up. She's like, listen, Rufus, I'm having my doubts about Brown. But Rufus is back to being the worst. And he interrupts her, tells her that, oh, between all the craziness last week and now this, I don't know what's gotten into you. And like, okay, Rufus, she's here right now trying to talk to you. So maybe just listen to her. I, I still feel like everyone should probably just be going to Cyrus with their problems instead of this clown. But I guess uh, this is the available guy. So Serena says she just didn't want to upset her mom. And that's something that Rufus can agree on. So he tells Serena, repack your things, head to Brown. Lily never has to know. Well, this is how the episode's got to go, right? It's got to be, oh, Rufus has got to overreact the first time. And then the second beat of this <laughs> plot, yeah. they can come back and be like, you know what? It, it was too much. I'm sorry. I didn't really handle it the right way. It's just how this sort of thing always goes. After Serena literally just told you that she's having serious second thoughts about Brown, you want to force her to go anyway? It sucks. And Dan was wrong. Rufus would not is apparently not a good person to talk to about this, yeah. at least this time around. So all it took was Chuck to randomly get in his ear and eat one of his waffles to for him to get pissed off at Serena. Yeah, this is where I will step in and tell you uh, the experience of someone who did not want to go to school any longer and decided they were not going to go to school any longer. Um, and yeah, you need to have some support there because you've made up your mind already and you're at an adult stage in life where you can make that decision and uh, there's really no forcing you to do anything you don't want to do once you're out of high school. Um, so, and, and you can go, you know, do whatever you want. So yeah, um, it made... Uh, no sense, I thought, especially given how generally helpful Rufus can be, as far as my memory serves me. Um, but this was not it. This was not the the way to handle it. Um, this girl's mom has been missing for three years at this point. Like, we don't know where <laughs> Lily is. Um, and this Come only on parental on the figure, phone, the only parental figure here um, is just, you know, being no help so um you know I, if i was serena i would continue to you know spiral because she has no support yeah yeah i gotta i gotta support serena here i i when i guess when uh two characters who are usually wrong face off against each other uh, one of them <laughs> has to be, right, one right. of them has to be the right one yeah I, like I, I love her response she's like or what you're gonna tell on me wow i feel really emotionally supported in making this life-changing decision and so she also like, calls him out for being more scared of Lily than she yeah, is. I like that too. She owned him. She owned him in this conversation. She did own like him. she she won the argument. So she, she totally wins, but I also like the more we, I think about it, she probably just should go to school if she's lost in life and she like the money isn't an object. She should probably just go there to, for, to have something to do because she keeps saying she doesn't know what to do. So probably just go to school and be around people if the money doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, just go so, do it. And then yeah. you have to go to class and sit through miserable hours of your life. What if don't go to those? <laughs> just hang out at the parties <laughs> at the rooftops. You know, in my, in, my, in my college experience, I had a friend named Claude who did just, uh, he was in five classes. He dropped four of them and oh only God. kept the one, only kept the one that was uh, attendance optional. So he would just show up once a month for the exams. And he literally just had a semester off and did nothing. And he said, uh, yeah, so I told my parents I'm going to probably need an extra semester or two to uh, graduate. But they have no idea that I dropped all the classes oh and would God. be pissed if they knew they were with spending it? all this money to send me to, basically to go on vacation to Albany for a year. <laughs> insane <laughs> that's pretty cool wow yeah him. he lived the life for that semester I will, I will give it to him so um but so if you're rufus i get giving someone a push to like leave the nest but no one should be forced to go to college no, especially if they if they really don't feel ready and like i said it's serena if she wants to start late next month she can do that so just give her some time even again like, rufus, rufus 
yeah, reveals that everyone he should take it. a gap year. Yeah. Yeah. Rufus isn't even giving her a gentle nudge and like telling her everything will be all right and he'll support her every step of the way. He's being a dick. He's telling her this isn't a decision. It's a mistake. So I guess Rufus automatically knows what's best for Serena then. I don't know. Yeah. Dick. Especially for people know. that there are stakes for, you shouldn't be expected to know what you want to do for the rest of your life when you're 18 or 17 years old. Exactly. So Yeah, so she calls Rufus's bluff and tells him to call Lily, and he can tell her that she's not going to Brown. And then she just says, thanks for the talk, and walks out. So I, uh, I still feel terrible for Serena that Dan is really the only one supporting her right now, uh, although partly her own fault with the Chuck thing. But I love that she did at least completely own Rufus as he just stands there and stares dumbfounded like the fool that he is. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's not totally, so far this season, uh, as much of a, as a disaster she is, she... Uh, Hasn't been so bad so far. Rufus is kind of slumping back into his season two ways. Yeah, um, unfortunately, it couldn't just be a a good episode for Rufus. He had to he had to be a loser at some point. Yeah. Um, so Serena's gonna call Carter right away. I imagine Carter wasn't going anywhere when he answered the phone. He just like casually strolls up and down the city waiting for someone to call him. I think he does, just like making that speaking kind of, of a face. Speaking of someone who is directionless, like this guy is always just ready to drop everything and uh, go to Europe with Serena for a month, uh, go to a bar with Serena. Like this guy just walks around aimlessly and waits for Serena to call him. And he's always well-dressed too. Yeah, it's always, you never know when Serena's going to call. Yeah. Back to uh, NYU. Dan is holding court at his little breakfast table. He is these NYU uh, students eating out of the palm of his hand. Like, bl- <laughs> I, I cannot believe it. He says something and everyone, everyone at the table just dies laughing. Uh, Blair, <laughs> Blair comes over. He, they, she like awkwardly stares at everyone before asking to talk to Dan and then asks Dan if he has a date to Georgina's party and like hell is frozen over here. What an uncharacteristically desperate move from Blair. Just yesterday she was telling Dan and Vanessa that they don't know each other, but you know, it, it shows what she's willing to do to get some semblance of power back. Yeah, this, this is a really weird thing to see. I, I like it a lot. I, I like when these two interact so much, so I was hoping this would be, be like a, a new friendship starting here, and that's just not what happened. But it, it, it could happen, so there's a lot of time left in college. It's true. Pretty, pretty easy, uh, good way to tie in, you know, all the characters here, all these main characters into, you know, one story. They couldn't get Serena, yeah. I guess, involved in here until the very end where, uh, you know, her and Blair are going to connect. But uh, to get everybody else that's here at NYU back together, you know, you got to kind of connect the dots and bring uh, these two characters together. And, you know, given uh, the way that they often interact, it was uh, it was definitely uh, fun to, to uh, watch. I know, that's why I like this plot line so much, just because we don't often get all these people in the same room. So college might be a great like time for gossip girl where we get a lot of the characters hang out together because they are forced to be together more often. Yeah. Yep. We're going to love the college years. Um, good girls go bad starts playing. Brendan, do you know who sings this song? Um, I don't think I do know. <sighs> <laughs> do you want to tell them? This is the incredible oh, no. Cobra starship. That's right. Feature, feature, <laughs> featuring the incredible Leighton Meester. Oh wow! Yes, no we are using Leighton Meester's own song in this episode. Iconic music choice for that reason alone. That's awesome. Now you know that's why I picked this episode, right? I do. I do know that's why you picked okay. this. Episode. Is that true? Oh wow! Uh, so when I watched this episode for the first time, and I was on the wiki, and I learned that fact, I think I ran right to the group chat I had that had the most amount of people in it that <laughs> watched Gossip Girl, and exploded with excitement and disbelief because uh, "Good Girls Go Bad" is like a, a song of 
our you know childhood not childhood childhood but you know our our you know years. college uh, high school years whatever it was that we, you know whenever the song came out and it was and continues to be a bop um and when i realized okay she's in this song wait she's she's that part no way <laughs> uh you know <laughs> Uh, on the third season of this show, I, um, I'm, you know, just I could not believe my eyes and ears as the pieces were all connected. Um, incredible. Wow. And so you came to the group chat to express your excitement, and we said, "Yeah, we already knew that." Yeah, <laughs> is that true? <laughs> That's really funny. Some, something which, like is that. There, which is the reaction you always want when you? She was <laughs> hanging in the corner with her five best friends. She heard that you were troubled, but she couldn't resist. What a bop. You're right. It well, is a bop. This is why we do the podcast, is so I can learn amazing factoids like this. I think we just need to stay on this topic and continue this to be a music podcast <laughs> as it seems to be trending uh, in that direction. <laughs> the last three episodes, yeah. Yeah. So this um, is the Bieber and Cobra Starship uh, yep. collab. Yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do an album by album breakdown of Cobra Starship. <laughs> I don't and think I knew uh, uh, that was the name of an artist. Good <laughs> girls go. Wow. Wow. So, Blair actually thanks Dan for uh, for once for like allowing her to go with him to the party and dan's like yeah i just was hoping i would hope that someone would do the same thing for me and dan dan just demonstrates how much power college dan has over college blair and he tells her no headbands in college and takes herself and throws, throws it, down it the stairs. oh it's probably, my god probably my joke of the episode actually <laughs> that's if, if that's my joke of the episode if i yeah. get a pick as well <laughs> yeah, so i cracked the biggest smile watching him take the headband <laughs> off of her head and chuck, chuck it, it down the stairs yeah. he's like this is my territory now we we play by my yeah. rules i mean she's coming to him <laughs> the arbitrary then, yeah the arbitrary role of no headbands in college. Um, like we were saying, the rooftop party looks like a really fun party. Love a good roof. Uh, Blair's going to talk to Katie. She cannot even find any way to compliment her, so she just stops talking mid-sentence. And Dan goes to get drinks, and <laughs> Katie asks if um, <laughs> Katie asks if everyone in high school was so jealous of Dan because of what a good writer he is. <laughs> so Katie clearly is not familiar with how high school works for whatever reason. Right. Maybe she was homeschooled as well. That's funny by itself. And then Blair's <laughs> yeah, response is like, amazing. Dan's a writer. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I was <laughs> hanging in the corner with my father's We're, we're still friend. on the song. Yeah. Not we are, just him. <laughs> so Dan finds Georgina and uh, tells her that, you know, if you get a second chance, so does Blair. It, very magnanimous Dan is here. He, he knows how it feels to be the person not welcome to parties, and now that the shoe is on the other foot, he doesn't want anyone feeling that way, even if it is Blair. Dan really uh, being the bigger man here. Good for him. He's being the bigger man in more ways than one, um, based on what we were talking about his piece earlier, and he just looks piece, so buff yeah. this season. It's incredible. He really does. That Woodchuck Todd really, really bringing it this season. And Vanessa and Scott are also here for some reason at the party. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately. You know, I, I guess, uh, well, Vanessa gave Georgina that second chance, so she's going to be invited to this party. Um, yeah. And it, it seems like, and from what I remember about college parties, you can kind of just show up to anything. Yeah, no. Well, you will get those people coming up to you saying, who do you know here? Yeah, you just point to somebody. Oh, that's real? Oh, yeah. I mean. I see that on TikTok a lot. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe it's just a thing like at frat parties. It's but, very specific yeah, parties. So. Like, I, I could imagine the most exclusive ones being like the theater parties. Like, I, I was never invited to any of those, and that no. would be the kind of thing you can't walk into. Um, but other ones, parties. I love the theater parties. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess the theater uh, parties were were especially at New Paltz. I guess the 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 Very big exclusive. man on campus there, yeah. the theater crew. Yeah. Um, 
Nate and Bree Buckley, unfortunately, we have to go back to their 24-hour fuck session. And Bree is going through Nate's pants for some reason and notices his boarding pass from London. And Nate admits that he kept the boarding pass. And she's like, ah, he has a sentimental streak, too. So does Nate just carry that around with him every day? That's just strange, I feel like. Yeah, the fact that it wasn't just left in the pants, I think that would have been less embarrassing that he hadn't washed his pants in a while. Yeah, I carried around with me everywhere. Maybe that was a cover-up for the fact that he had not washed them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Good save by Nate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wash my I wash my pants. Bree's <laughs> starting to change her theory that the 24 hours together would break them up. And I, I just still feel like if you break up with anyone from spending 24 hours with them, I don't think you like them very much to begin with. Yeah, I guess that's a good test then. <laughs> if it doesn't work yeah, out. I guess so, yeah. Um, so... Serena and Carter are in a bar. Chuck also walks in, and <laughs> Serena's like, ah, oh, another business meeting. This could be fun. <laughs> Serena, just being so petty, wants to ruin another one of Chuck's business deals. And now he's touched by her bringing along Carter, who Chuck obviously hates. And, like, I don't know I don't know why Serena is so mad at him. The, the timeline is that Serena accidentally fucked up Chuck's business deal. He justifiably got mad at her for it. And so now she's just leaning into the villain, villain role and wants to purposely fuck up more business deals for Chuck. Yeah, I mean, well, she was called a disaster or whatever he called her. In, like, train wreck, yeah. In train wreck, when she's being a train wreck and she's just in a tough time. So I, I'm all for her <laughs> just being an asshole to him. It's very funny. It's it's like, you know, Chuck literally didn't ask for any of this. She will yeah, walk to yeah. his front door to come inside and ask for a place yeah. to stay. And uh, he tried to, you know, kind of confide in her with this plan that he has going on. She showed up when she wasn't supposed to, <laughs> spilled the beans about everything that was right. happening there. Um, and then, you know, I guess... Uh, you know, she gets upset here because of the fact that Chuck went back to, to Rufus and, and whatever. But then, you know, again, R- Rufus did not handle that conversation very well. It had nothing to do with Chuck, you know. Right, it's yeah. just So, you know, not to be a Chuck defender, two episodes in a row of Gossip Girl recaps that I've been on. But um, at this point, it's like, and I really can't defend him uh, with, uh, I, don't, I don't know about the plan that he's got here. I don't know if that's really what <laughs> yes. I want for him. <laughs> but, but, uh, but either way, yeah, Serena is just, uh, is, is just, you know, running wild out sure. of, and usually I would appreciate pettiness, but like she really started this <laughs> and is finishing it when there's no need. <laughs> He usually should be annoying me with this too, but for whatever reason, she's not, I don't know. I don't know why this season well, three of Serena, Serena is a little different. Yeah, yeah, Serena's such a little shit in this scene, and like she can be really funny when she wants to be, and she's, it's like, she, she's she has like the hugest shitting and grin on her face when when she's doing this, like fucking up Chuck's business deal is the funniest thing in the world to her. Chuck just can't even believe what's going on right now, and he's like telling Serena about this is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. And he doesn't even finish the deal; he just gets up. He tells Serena, yeah. he's like. I told Rufus about Brown because I was concerned about her, which may be true, but he also had a huge shit-eating grin on his yeah, face when totally. she caught him Not doing true. it. So, I, I, yeah, I don't know how self-righteous Chuck should be about that, but yeah, poor Chuck getting... Uh, it's just his fate that every single business deal is doomed to be uh, fucked up by Serena from now on, I guess. Yeah, I think the one thing that bothers me about this scene is just the fact that she used Carter. I feel a little bit bad for him. He, so far, he seems like yeah. he's kind of changed his ways a little bit. He seems like a decent guy at this point in season three. So her doing that to him bothers me, but not the pettiness towards Chuck. Mm. Um, back to the rooftop party just to f- see how f- how far Blair has fallen a couple of nerds are arguing about God knows what and one of these poor losers asks Blair for her opinion and she's like trust me you don't want to know which would usually end the conversation but this guy's like no I do I do want to know I want and- to know too I would love to have heard what that was <laughs> what her politics well, are bef- yeah, before she- I don't think they were arguing politics yeah, I thought they were uh, arguing like foreign policy or something 
No, they were arguing like Between Star the Trek. Terrorists. Or, I thought there's, oh, it was like, were they? No, it was like Star Trek versus Battlestar Galactica, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> whatever she was about to say, like, you know, whatever it is that they didn't want to know was not going to be what she thought it was going to be. It was not going to be the, <laughs> like the dig that she was planning. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, someone texts her that they're there. So she gets interrupted anyway. Um, Scott is talking to Dan right away. I'm very concerned for Dan's safety because Scott seems like he's a little drunk and who knows what he's going to tell Dan. He might kidnap him or something. Uh, this guy's clearly unhinged, but Katie and Vanessa also come by. Uh, Dan and Vanessa are friends again, so we can all rest easy tonight. And then Katie and Vanessa are making fun of Scott for recommending a professor because he's like, he's super old and he sucks. And like, Okay, Scott fucked up recommending this guy or whatever, but he looks way too uncomfortable all of a sudden. Like the slightest bit of pushback on something and Scott just starts crumbling. Yeah, does that have something to do with the fact that he like is stalking Dan? This is what it made me feel like that he, he this is part of his weird plan and he's getting caught I don't somehow. Think, I don't think he went to N like he did not go to NYU, so any professor recommendation is obviously just bullshit. So the fact that someone calls him out like this professor actually sucks, like why are you recommending him? He like doesn't know what to do with that. And then he gets like super defensive. He's like, uh, I'm at a party, I don't feel like getting tested right now. Which Okay, fair. You don't want to talk about school at a party, but you could have said this like way more lightheartedly instead of coming off like a crazy person. Yeah. Oh, so, so he actually never went. I thought he just did happen to be a sophomore there. Oh, his he never parents don't even know he's at NYU. His parents think he's at a different college. Oh, uh, okay. That's what it is. He's he's very confusing to me. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a weird situation overall. Sure. So that makes that makes total sense then. But yeah, he just he handled it weird. He maybe shouldn't be a liar then, because obviously getting caught yeah, exactly. in the easiest lie. He's in the wrong profession. Yeah. <laughs> He should rethink the whole con artist profession he's got going on right now. <laughs> so Blair interrupts the party and has invited all of Georgina's old Jesus freak buddies to the party. They all come by for a rousing rendition of what do you know about Jesus? And whether this plan works or not, a very funny idea from Blair. I love her innovation always. Is this our Lonely Boys Theater in this episode? We're going to do that that song? Sing the song? Yeah, yeah. that's what we'll do. Blair's bopping along to the song. And then she's just like... And she's like, oh, Georgina threw a conversion party. She's trying to turn everyone into a Christian. And that, that does sound like a nightmare, to be fair. It's such a low, low blow and then so unnecessary, but it is so funny. Does she not remember Good Girls Go Bad has been playing the entire party? Like, where's the conversion happening? It's, it's you know, I mean, maybe, you know, college freshmen, I don't know. They're all uh, kind of easily manipulated here. I, I don't know. This is, you know, all new. They're all having fun. There's some drinks going around. So maybe we can buy this, but literally just, you know, hanging in the corner with your five best friends. There, there's not much <laughs> happening about Jesus, but they no, just showed clearly. up. I, I don't know. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> so... Uh, back to Carter and Serena at the bar. Uh, Carter is a little upset that Serena is using him to get back at Chuck for also no reason. And he wants to know if this is, if she's still just upset that daddy doesn't love her. And is that also why she's not going to Brown? To me, it feels like Mr. Vanderwoodson, whoever he is, won't care one way or another if Serena goes to Brown or fucks up Chuck business deals. But I, I don't know. I guess it's worth a shot for Serena. I don't know what what she thinks is going to happen from there. So I don't see how this would have anything to do with her dad. Just she's generally feeling shitty about it. So she's lashing out. Yeah, I guess the dad stuff is just kind of deep down. So it's causing the rest of it. Yeah. I, I think she sort of knows that, that that's the underlying issue behind it all. But it's, it's not the the immediate like pressing issue that's causing these things. Yeah. Um. Blair, back at the party. Uh, people seem to be responding well to her now. Uh, another 
lady that's just in one scene. I love this lady who's just talking to Georgina and is so excited to see her. She's like, I thought my little lamb was lost for good. <laughs> and Georgina just sounds like, yeah, Georgina just sounds like a disgruntled toddler. She's like, I am gone for good. And, <laughs> I don't want to play with you no more. I'm done. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about Jesus anymore. So. <laughs> um, so Blair explains to Dan and Vanessa that Georgina was trying to turn everyone against her, but she is going to repay Dan's loyalty by including his name on the list for the monkey bar. Not going to extend the same courtesy to Vanessa. And of course not. Vanessa is like, um, Georgina wasn't trying to turn people against you, Blair, even though obviously that is what Georgina was trying to do. Vanessa's just an idiot. So Blair um, seems like she's going to get one over on everyone, but all of a sudden, they come over to Dan, and everyone's like, Dan, are you going to Monkey Bar? Because we're not going to decide till we know what you're doing. And Dan realizes in that moment, he's like, holy shit, I am actually, like, the cool kid at NYU, and he's going to go make an announcement. And, like, like we've been saying, Dan has been painted as an outsider since the beginning of the show, even though he's hot, smart, funny, and charming. But at least now, he is finally realizing his power. <laughs> and... He tells everyone Blair did all this just to embarrass Georgina. Once again, he's got the entire crowd eating out of the palm of his hand. A, a different Dan than we're used to seeing. And he asks, who wants to leave with Blair? And, you know, no one really responds. And then, a good move here. He doesn't ask who wants to hang with Georgina. He makes the other option. Who wants to stay and drink cheap beer with me? And Oof. everyone cheers. And, like, Dan can really control the crowd here. He's Look feeling himself. Yeah, oh, he yeah. knows. Yeah. He knows he's the main attraction, and he is not being shy about it anymore. Yeah. Right. And you feel I, mean, I feel a little bit bad for Blair just kind of being ousted, but this is her fault. I just I just hate to see it because we we do love her so much. Right. No. Yeah. yeah I, say, don't fight fire with fire, and that's what you know the two of them are both going for here. And now Blair's embarrassed walking down the stairs, going to this bar by herself, and Georgina's stuck with all these you know Jesus people that she thought she left <laughs> behind, you know, a couple of weeks back. So now they're both uh, you know in exactly in the in the, uh, in the in the war between Blair and Georgina, Dan came out on top. Yeah. And Jesus. And Jesus. Jesus, of course, as he always does. Um, mm -hmm. So, Always? <laughs> yep. Well, I think God is a bottom, though. God is uh, canonically a bottom, yes. Okay. But I don't know what that means for Jesus. I yeah. think they are technically one of the same, but we can we can get into that <laughs> when we, that uh, in the, when we in review the Christianity we'll yeah. in the next, next offseason, yes. <laughs> we did that in uh, two podcasts ago. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> So Georgina is very appreciative of Dan and Dan goes to get a beer with Georgina and we hear good girls go bad again. Playing good again girls go bad. And Blair is to leave the party alone. <laughs> Another rare loss for Blair. And like, obviously not even an option. Obviously everyone is going to stay on the fun roof yeah, party right. instead of going to this random monkey paw, monkey, monkey paw, monkey bar. Monkey, I don't paw, know. monkey ball, the monkey fist. Well, yeah. this monkey chain. is in New York. Uh, so. Obviously, uh, Blair just needs to figure out the college dynamic. And this is, you know, she's yeah. gonna fall on her face before she can yeah. start to walk and run. Give her some time; she'll bounce back. I'm totally. sure. I'm sure she has some tricks up her sleeve. So, Ruth comes home. Ruth, Jesus, Christ. Rufus, Ruth? yeah, Ruth, <laughs> Ruth, Rufus comes home to the loft, and this time it's Serena sitting there waiting for him instead of the usual Vanessa. I guess. Um, I guess <laughs> Serena also knows how to break in, or she has a key, or she just hasn't. No, she has left because she's been with Carter, so she either has a key or Vanessa taught her how to break in, and and so um, a lot more Rufus and Serena in season three than we've ever had, and Rufus is going to. Uh, Talk to Serena about this in a much calmer way. Now, Serena apologizes for letting things get out of hand. And I'm so mad at Rufus here because he actually apologizes to Serena because he says he shouldn't have blown up the way he did. But he would never give Jenny the same courtesy. He always stuck to his guns and just forced Jenny to grovel <laughs> to him no matter what. But Serena, he apologizes to Serena. And it just makes me mad for Jenny. Yeah. And 
I'm just that's the way it goes. Like, like, I guess he's just gonna be a better dad for the kids that aren't actually his. I was gonna say, as as somebody with zero experience with like a stepfather kind of thing or mother, like I feel like this makes sense of what you generally see of them. Like they always want to be extra nice and extra caring to the kids that aren't theirs because they want to be liked by them. And he even says, you know, I want to be more than just you know uh, your mama's most recent hu- recent husband. I want to be you know there for you guys. And um, so he's definitely trying to win favor here more than just you know anything else. Yeah. And so Serena is going to confide in Rufus that she called Brown deferred for a year. And she says it may have been for the wrong reason at the time, but I know that I made the right decision. Uh, She said she would have only been going because her mom wanted her to, and that's not going to be enough for her. And good for Serena for doing that. She realized that she got out of there before she, you know, committed any more time to it. And I guess this is how we're going to keep Serena in New York, at least for one more year. Sounds good to me. I'm happy with it. I I think Lily uh, is just so gracious. She would, of course, be okay with this decision no matter what. Lily does not exist anymore. Stop thinking about her. <laughs> Sorry, she's done. Stop. So, um, yeah, they need to figure out how they're going to tell Lily. Rufus is willing to help her figure it out. And like we were saying, Rufus knows that he's not the first man that Lily has brought into their lives, but he wants to be more to her and Eric than just Lily's latest husband. And like, he doesn't even know this, but it's exactly what Serena needs to hear right now, who is like desperately needing a father figure as someone who was just like abandoned by her own father very recently. And, uh, she tells Rufus she would appreciate that. And yeah. I, I did. I started to get a little teary-eyed here. It's been, it's been a while since we had a good Rufus dad moment. And uh, not with not with one of his actual kids, but I am very glad that it's happening with Serena here, who needs a father figure. Yes, it is sure. it, it is nice. Um, he's got to parent somebody if Jenny's not here. I, I also like yeah. that during this speech, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm not the first man that she brought around. I'm not the second. I'm not, I'm not the third. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure not, not the, the third. He's <laughs> <laughs> <Excuse> going. <laughs> So in this episode, we got a rare loss for Blair, and now we're getting a rare win for Rufus in the same episode. Yeah, well, individual win. It's it's, it's not like an overall episode win, I don't think, just because it, it's oh, yeah, no, yeah. good versus bad. I think it kind of neutralizes. Spoiler alert. So, I'm not giving Rufus the MVP anytime no, so, Yeah, no. spoiler alert. Um, Brie Buckley is on the phone with her mom, and at this point, I was like, okay, I, I think we found the boring storyline of this episode. It's just... So pointless. Nate overhears her telling her mom that she really likes him, but that's not good enough for her mom. She hangs up on her. And I I don't know. They're willing to risk their relationship with Bree's family to stay with Nate. So I, I guess these star-crossed lovers may have a chance after all, but whatever. It's not even that I don't like Nate and Bree together. They're, no, they're just whatever. Like they're yeah, they're a cute couple. They have decent chemistry or whatever. It's just they always do this with Nate. They give him a random girl to date and then they keep him completely separate from the rest of the characters. Yeah, I mean, that's they yeah. That's my memory of Gossip yeah. Girl. <laughs> they literally locked him in a room for the entire episode. I know, they saved a lot on Everyone budget. Everyone else is partying together or whatever. Right. And they're like, Nate, we're going to lock you in here. It feels like he's in a completely different show sometimes. So it's hard to <laughs> yeah. stay invested in him, even though he's a decent enough character. I think that's why we start to like him when he starts to date Vanessa, just because he's a part of the whole yeah. world. Like he's, he's, got, he's got ties dynamic. with Chuck. He's got ties with Dan that way. And like that, that works out really well. Right. It, and it's because always like dating an older woman so it's not like he can bring her to like college parties <laughs> he's in storage they, they don't know what to do with him he's exactly. in uh it's, it's... he's in yeah he's in the vault that chuck wants to turn into a speakeasy mm-hmm. so serena and blair are on the steps bringing back memories of high school for them love to love to see it and blair is so pissed because people don't downtown don't seem to realize that there's a class system and uh she seems to have accepted her position on the bottom for now, at least. And Serena, you know, apologizes for disappearing on Blair, but uh, Blair tells her she sure she she is sure she'll find a way to make it up to her in the handbag department in Bendel's. And um, you know, it's just a really 
a really nice scene for them. They uh, Blair's obviously feeling like the small fish in the big pond, and she says it was so much easier when she just had to worry about where to sit on the steps. And seems like Blair's really downplaying the empire that she ran at the school. That was more more than just one thing to worry about. But uh, uh-huh. they have the nice moment here where it's clear that uh, Serena is still in Blair's corner, even though uh, everything else isn't going according to plan. Yeah, this is a nice moment, and that a lot of uh, there's always so much sexual tension on the Met, like the stairs of the Met. This is where they really, I think, first fell in love, and they'll continue to find their Mm -hmm. love for each other on these steps. True, it's really true. You know, speaking of uh, these steps, I really hope we get to see Jenny's regime at the high school soon. By the way, I I really missed her in this episode. Well, college does start a little earlier than high school, so when when uh, high school starts up, I'm sure we'll get some of that. Yes. So Blair tells Serena that she's glad she's not going to Brown because she needs her here. And I let out an audible awe when she said that. And uh, they share a beautiful hug and say their goodbyes as Serena heads off. It's beautiful. Gotta love the gotta love the scene of the main characters coming back together at the end of the episode. That's why you watch. Always, I love love a Blair and Serena scene. This was very nice. Uh, and now we have to go to Vanessa and Scott. Unfortunately, as Scott gives Vanessa a review of every professor he had over the summer, along with grades. I guess this is supposed to be his big romantic gesture moment. But cool, good good job, Scott. This makes, makes the, the Nate and um, Bree scene look interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we're really saving this moment for the end. Like, okay, cool. And also, like, he apologizes that he didn't go here. He just made yeah. up a bunch of stuff about these guys and put letters next to them. <laughs> awesome job yeah great job scott he apologizes for the weird moment and like sure vanessa had like forgotten it even happened like it wasn't that big of it it was weird but it wasn't i think she even did mention she kind of forgot about it because everything else was weird yeah yeah he's just a fucking weirdo so he he blames moment on being overwhelmed with meeting all of her friends and so they're talking about how about dan and how cool he was at the party and so now scott doesn't want dan to come meet them right now because he just wants to meet with vanessa so that's big because you would think that scott would want to hang out with his brother so is he actually falling for vanessa or is he still just using her um i think he's still using her because he i don't think he could really like anyone the way that that menacing look on his face looks like he (laughs) can never fall in love yeah uh this is gonna get so messy for him i don't know how he can't see i think he kills someone by the end of the season (laughs) who do you think it's gonna be uh, Rufus. Wow. What a yeah, Rufus is dead. What an amazing <laughs> ending to the season. That's crazy. Yeah. I cannot confirm or deny, but that is a, a great theory. Because he catches so, Rufus I'll and, confirm. and Vanessa together. <laughs> okay, Ligori will confirm. I said no spoilers, but Ligori will confirm that this is this what happens. Rufus, what, what are you doing happens. with my girlfriend? <laughs> Murder. <laughs> so Serena finds Carter, and uh, she tells him there's a reason she keeps coming back to him. It's because he's the only one who understands the reason she needed to find her father, and uh, that he was there for her during all of it, and she trusts him. Like, they really shared a bond over the summer, and it makes a lot of sense as to why they would be so close now after that, but we didn't see any of it, so it kind of seems like these two characters are just being thrust together. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Serena is not having many people. I mean, Rufus obviously kind of tried to make amends there, but like she's looking for comfort in anybody and Blair's busy at school. Um, Chuck and her did not have a very good uh, week together. And uh, this guy calls and and, answers every call and um, she messed up with him, but she's trying to make it better. And he's like, all right, you're still very pretty and I'm going to kiss you. Well, one thing about him is that at least, at least we have some sort of a history with him. So we are familiar with him. So it makes me feel a little bit yeah. more attached to him just because he's not some rando. He still just has a little bit of an evil face, even though he's Very been nothing evil. but nice yes. this season. It's just like he has to be up to something. <laughs> just based on his facial structure. <laughs> yeah. So Blair comes to Chuck's place. She sees him sleeping in his bed and she hops in and he wakes up, tells him uh, she tells him that he was right about the dorms, asks if he's OK. He says, I am now, which is very sweet. And so 
again, uh, we saw that Blair still had Serena in her corner. Now she at least has two things going right for her in her life because uh, Chuck is still you know, very happy to see her. And that's why it's so great that these two are together and everything is working out for them uh, because she may be having a tough time in college, but at least she still has Serena and Chuck. Yeah, maybe this is the way that they stay together is that every episode they just do their own separate things and they come back together to go to sleep at night together. We'll just see them do their own thing and then go to bed. As a That'll be the last thing we see every episode. Yeah, that'd be nice. Imagine she was also dealing with Chuck drama right now instead of like him being a rock for her. That would just be too much for Blair to have to handle. Too much. She can't handle that. Yeah. So this is our last scene here. Dan wakes up on the roof. He answers his phone. It's Vanessa. Uh, I guess Vanessa has already had enough of her alone time with Scott and asks Dan to tang tag along uh, to reminisce about the party last night. Or, sorry, the, the quote that Vanessa uses is, so they can download about the epicness about the epicness <laughs> of last night. So we can always a fun download episode. about the epicness. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking robot Vanessa. You know how college students talk. <laughs> <laughs> So Dan says he's still a little wrecked, so he turns her down, and then we reveal that Georgina is waking up next to him, and they share a kiss. Mm -hmm. Dan and Georgina, could you have ever predicted this, Brendan? Um, yeah, kind of, because they already sort of have a history, um, and even though it was, she was oh, kind of a different was person at the time. that was Sarah. I know. Yeah, that was Sarah. But it's, it still works that same way. It made sense to me. I think it's a one-night one night thing, and it's all somehow a part of her plan. But way. I mean, for Dan, like Dan was very skeptical of Georgina at the beginning of the episode, and it really doesn't take much for Dan to fully believe that Georgina is a changed person, even though we saw just last season that Georgina can change and then quickly change back. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he fully believes that she's a totally different person, but I think like the, the booze helps. And he, he's in college now. Let him do his thing. Yeah. Let him, let him fuck on the roof. Yeah. Uh, so that's our first installment of uh, Gossip Girl the College Years. Where do you think we're going from nice. here? Um, Everybody drops out, right? Everyone drops out. Drops out. Someone's gonna bang a professor. They all live. Sure, at, they all live at at Chuck's place. Mm -hmm. If it's not they me, they bang the professor. I'm gonna be so mad. Oh, you think we're getting another uh, student teacher relationship here? Uh, that it has to happen. I don't want it to happen Plastic. necessarily, but it's gonna happen. Yeah, Se seems. Uh, it seems like imminent. an inevitability. Yeah, I say it's. Uh, you know, actually, like real uh, predictions will be Vanessa. Wow, yeah. I like it. All right. So let's get into some of our segments here. We will start with uh, everyone's favorite segment, the user review of the week. Our old friend comedy fan is back to give this one an 8 out of 10 and says, And now off to college, which is a different world from high school, a world where Blair isn't the queen anymore. I like how they showed it all in this episode. So how will Blair get out of the problem? Something tells me that she won't remain an outsider. And Georgina with Dan? Now that will be interesting. Serena is taking a year off and now we'll be with Carter. I now know why he looks familiar. He's Bucky from Avengers before the Avengers. Nice to see him in his <laughs> earlier work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, comedy fan. Another yeah. brilliant review. Next week, the episode is called The Lost Boy. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title, Brendan? Mm, Scott, Are we going to have to change Scott, our name again to The Lost Boys? I, we might have to, but I think Scott kidnaps somebody and they're looking for him. <laughs> and spoiler the the reference the title reference for next week they are referencing our very podcast the lonely boys yeah i figured as much yeah it's <laughs> pretty uh, cool the little <laughs> yeah i know uh shout out shout out to us very appreciative so mm -hmm. the little uh episode blurb says that serena thinks carter is up to old habits uh just when i thought he might be all right stealing baseballs again in poker in those baseballs all right, so let's get into the episode grade. I went first last week, so Brendan, you can go first this week. What grade do you give this episode? Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and give this a B plus because I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed the college years plotline. Like, this is great. Everyone in, together in the same room at a rooftop party is a lot of fun. 
Uh, Georgina's here. She's crazy. We don't know why yet, but everyone interacting is so good. And that's why it gets a B plus and not an A because not quite everyone's interacting as one big group. We have mm-hmm. Nate doing his weird thing where he just bangs older women and has his own TV show. <laughs> so that drags it down a little bit. It's not like a bad plot like we said earlier. It's just unnecessary. Um, if we're going to have somebody do nothing, I'd rather Lily be a part of that sort of thing. So next time, have Lily do nothing just so I can see her on screen. So B plus for me. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Lagora, do you want to go next? Sure. Um, I was hovering around that same spot. I'm going to go with a B. Um no, no plus, no minus. Um, just uh, it was, it was not as, not to say it wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be or remembered it to be. I think I was just on such a high the first time I watched it from Good Girls Go Bad, like that discovery that that like fully you know made me feel like this was like you know one of my favorite episodes of the show or just in the moment I was feeling very good watching it the first time around. Um, and it wasn't you know bad by any means. A B is pretty good, but it was you know the the Nate storyline is just like bleh. Um, the the Chuck and Serena of it all, it's just kind of like both characters you know had a specific story that they were doing and they kind of were just like here go clash with each other off in the distance while everybody else is starting at nyu and i mean i'm results oriented with my favorite characters and and i want to see them you know either succeeding or um you know at the end of the day like 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 for blair here you know she ends the episode feeling like okay i'm at the bottom and that's fine and it's like but there was like no victory for you here. Like there was, you got nothing out of this uh, at all. Right. And it, not even like a, a, you know, just a pat on the back, like pretending like I won something <laughs> out of this. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, I, again, results oriented. I don't like when my favorites lose. So um, B. Fair enough. I was also deciding between a B and a B plus. Um, I def I gave last week's episode a B plus and I definitely enjoyed the premiere more, which I wasn't expecting. Like the Nate and Bree storyline took a huge step back. The whole storyline was just a huge waste of time. Some intrigue was set up last week with uh, the grandfather and we just didn't revisit it at all and instead did this. So uh, Chuck also wasn't as exciting as he was last week, took a step back, uh, except for the scenes he was in with Blair were nice. Uh, Serena, obviously not as entertaining, but it would have been hard for her to beat last week's antics with her horse stealing and and Woods fucking (laughs) with Carter. So what this episode does have going for it, though, is the NYU storyline. I loved everything about Dan and Blair and Georgina and their first week of college. Obviously could have done without Vanessa and Scott, but oh well, they were there too. And we, you know, we had power struggles and parties and Georgina's perfectly enacted plan. Uh, We also had another pretty decent twist ending with Georgian. George, Georgina and Dan hooking up. That's um, next season. Also, she tries to trick them into thinking that she's a man. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, the episode had pretty decent emotional beat once Rufus stopped being a loser and started being a good father figure to Serena. So I- I'm tempted to give this another B plus, even though I did like last week more overall. But I think the college and the Georgina of it all is enough to keep us at a B plus, though. So that's what I'll give it. And uh, you'll just mm. have to deal with it. Yeah, I like B plus it. for me. That's pretty much my same reasoning. It's just a lot of fun. I think second... A week in a row that we are on the same page, giving it a B plus. Very nice. How about that. So far, Who's so your good. MVP of the week, Brendan? MVP of the week has to be Dan for me. Dan rules the new school. He's on top in this world. College Dan is hunky. Uh, maybe could get a little bit of a haircut, but he literally. I think I this rule started in season one with me. But anyone who fucks gets MVP. <laughs> so Dan easily wins this one, even without the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and you uh, you stayed true with that last week, too, with giving Serena the MVP. <laughs> Very true. I didn't realize. <laughs> uh, Ligori, who's your MVP? Hmm. Hmm. How could I end this podcast with the bang but to give it to Vanessa? <laughs> Are what? you kidding oh, me? God. <laughs> she is... 
She's making her own path here. She's doing just fine here in this new school, new world. She's got uh, options in front of her. She's got, uh, you know, potential uh, fences being mended with people that don't even care about her. She's uh, not doing half bad. And I was going to double up on Dan. And then I decided, you know what? Um, Vanessa's not somebody who's ever going to get, you know, a whole lot of love uh, in this section of the podcast. So um, I'll uh, help her out with that. You did that out of spite, but that's fine. Uh, this is the first ever MVP awarded to Vanessa, so congratulations on first that. First ever, oh my god. First ever MVP that Vanessa has And that's what you get that. for inviting me and then uninviting me to a podcast <laughs> oh, about Demi okay, Lovato and then inviting me again at the last second. You're just as petty as Serena is here, <laughs> fucking up all really these business deals. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have given it to her, but I won't. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, congratulations to Vanessa for finally getting your first MVP. Um, I almost gave it to Dan last week, but I definitely have to give it to Dan this week. Me and Brendan are agreeing yet again on something else uh, for the second week in a row. So uh, Dan had probably the most dominant episode he's ever had. He walked into NYU and he owns the place in less than a week. He's living the dream. Literally, everyone loves this guy. And everywhere he goes, people want to talk to him and be his friend. It's an amazing feeling. I know it well, of course. And in the battle Ugh. between, like, a, <laughs> like I said, in the battle between Blair and Georgina, Dan is the one who has come out on top by far. Everything he touches turns to gold. He, he even decided to be kind to Blair. And and not exclude her from the party. And then once he had it with her, he turns the party against her. Like, he has my respect. He has my MVP. Congratulations to Dan. He'll not get the uh, king sweep this week, but he does get he does get two MVP points. All right. Were I'm you expecting it. this, like, podcast may end after, you know, uh, all the seasons are done without Vanessa getting a single MVP? We I, thought it, I, thought it, I thought it could happen, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oops. Should have I should have known I should have known that you do this eventually. <laughs> he's, he's so pleased with himself. So uncalled yes. for. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Brendan. Who's your LVP? Um, well, I had someone else in mind, but I might as well give my LVP to Vanessa to cancel out that MVP. <laughs> she is now net neutral. So, I mean, she she wasn't her worst, and I'm sure she'll get more LVPs as the season goes on. But she's dating a future murderer, so I, I think that's enough for me to give her uh, an LVP. Okay, great, Ligori. How you, how will you counter that? Um, uh, it was uh, close. There's a couple of options here. Everybody was kind of having their own individual, you know, uh, downfalls. Or not everybody, but um, I will ultimately go with Rufus. I know he tries to, you know, change it up at the end, but there's also the point that you made of like, why is he not like this with his own actual daughter? Um, you know, with the apology and trying to be like, oh no, I'm here for you. Um, so there's that. And then just the general, like, you know, lack of any kind of support to this, uh, you know, 18, 19 year old girl who is like struggling with the next decision in her life. And he's just like, no, go, 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 go. You have to go. Yeah. So yeah, Rufus. Yeah. Very fair. Right. Um, I had a tough time. I, uh, I would like to find a way to give it to Scott, but he didn't really do enough for me to justify that. I, I wanted to give it to Rufus for a little bit, but he comes around by the end. I, you know, I wanted to give it to the Nate and Bree storyline, but neither of them do anything wrong. It's just a pointless plot. So I, I wanted, to, I wanted to give it to Dan for hooking up with uh, Georgina, but I just gave him the MVP. So that doesn't really make <laughs> sense. Like I, don't, I just feel like Blair definitively lost this week. And even though I yeah. love her and she still has Serena and Chuck and, and Dorota by her side, it's clear how far she has fallen since last season. And there's just nowhere else I can go. So it, it breaks my heart, but uh, to, you know, I, I have to, I have to do it. I have to give Blair the, the LVP uh, this week. You even know, though she's I'm, my favorite. I'm glad I gave Vanessa her LVP because I, that was my actual choice uh, until I mm -hmm. had to combat Ligori. So until you had to, yes, I had to. So all right, tough. so it, she only it, gets one. Is, so that's good right. at least. 
starting off on the wrong foot, but plenty of season to go to get back on top. Uh, and that's it, except for, of course, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And I did send everyone their script. It is a scene between uh, Dan Blair and Vanessa. So who would like to be whom? I, th- I think my role has been cast for Cemented. me. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you are always Vanessa. Yeah. You may be president of the Vanessa fan club now over Mel. Yeah, no, Mel no, seems no, like no, she's no, sort no. of dropping off a little bit. She's kind no, because that's uh, probably more of a genuine. Um, I'm just being a troll. <laughs> okay at least you're admitting it okay so you're vanessa uh brendan you want to be king dan and i'll be, yeah, Blair? be king dan brendan you can start right. off I'm, I'm gonna try and so- sound as hot as i possibly can on this one okay thank you. So you know blair what the hell are you doing gina was turning everyone against me you were just a casualty in the battle for social dominance but don't worry your loyalty has been rewarded your name's on the list at monkey bar Vanessa, yours isn't Regina wasn't turning people against you, Blair. You tried to bribe them into being your friend with sushi parties and gift bags, and nobody liked it. I don't need these losers to like me in order to follow me. Fear works better anyway. Dan, you've experienced social Siberia. If you want to try something new, I'll see you at Monkey Bar. I didn't know there was a cool crowd at college. I think you and I were the only ones dumb enough to believe that. Wow, great. <laughs> you really sounded like a hot guy there, Brendan. I Like, I might need to get off the call because I am just <laughs> way too into this. <laughs> I figured. Oh, boy. All right. So we can stretch this out for another 13 minutes or so to reach two get hours. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's your or plug is get out. <laughs> Ligori, thank you for becoming the second member of the illustrious Three Timers Club. We we couldn't have broken down this episode without you. Always, always a huge pleasure whenever you come on. So uh, is there anything you'd like to plug at this hour? Absolutely not. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, if uh, if there's anyone out there that, you know, again, if you're a Glee fan, we got uh, hundreds of thousands of hours, uh, maybe not that many of uh, maybe uh, that many of Glee podcasting um, that you can check out over on the choir room feed, which has been very quiet as of late. Uh, may get back in there throughout the fall or winter with them on where we're talking some things out. We'll see. Um, it's been very active in the Glee world uh, lately. And there's a new Glee podcast coming back with Kevin and Jenna and uh, Lee Michelle's out here on Broadway making headlines every week every day um so that's all of that uh yeah big brother coverage has come to an end and we are all uh basking in the glory of the reign of taylor hale and uh that's that's it uh, you know on twitter at matt Ligori. all right uh brendan what are you plugging for us uh just plugging some hobby boys episodes are coming your way finally after a little bit of a hiatus uh also gonna keep plugging the over the Garden pod that's coming out on... I kept saying October 1st because I forget that... Um, the, October 1st that, is a Saturday. It yeah, was it's a, a Saturday. Camp. And I was, I was going to start this Monday. So I'll, just so everyone knows, Monday, October 3rd. Just so I, I just wanted to start it on a weekday so I could do well, Monday through Friday twice to make it 10 episodes. So that's how it's going to be. October right. 3rd. Everyone is everyone is furiously scribbling out their calendars right now. <laughs> <laughs> everyone does have written calendars. Uh, <laughs> so just check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, that's with me and Fiance of the Pod. And uh, you can listen to us if you still haven't listened to our appearance on Shit 90s Pod. Go check that out. We have three of them on there, so listen to all of our episodes. We're always a lot of fun on there. Oh, we're great, I must say. Yeah, obviously. Okay, thank you for agreeing. <laughs> uh, is, is that all, Brendan? Yeah, that's all. Okay, great. Um, it by the Bell reboot, obviously, everyone should be watching that. Uh, I, I haven't really, really done much or watched much since the last time we podcasted, so... Uh... 
Have you seen, while I have you on the air here and, and on the line, have you seen the cast for High School Musical season four? Uh, uh, the musical the series season four? Um, no, I saw the like uh, the, the like synopsis of what season four was going to be about and it broke my brain. Who what, who's in the cast? Like six of the original cast members, like based well, on. Yeah, based on what the what it's going to be about. That does make sense to me. Yeah. Um, Lucas Grabeel, um It's everybody that you would want. Uh, or expect or hope, except for Zach, Vanessa, and Ashley Tisdale. Okay. Oh, oh, so the main three. So, okay, the best ones, yeah. Um, yeah. That's a shame, but uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you, so Coleman, as, as big Corbin fans Blue. of that series and just like that franchise, is that show mm-hmm. good? Yes, I, it's fantastic. Okay. Have you, I, uh, I've i only seen like half of season three so far, but. Uh, I haven't even started, but it's fantastic. <laughs> I would say season one was really good. Genuinely one of my favorite shows. Season two was fine. And uh, season three, I think it's getting worse every season, but it's still worth the watch. And I think season one's really, really well, because good. Because now Olivia okay. Rodrigo's gone. So, you know, yeah, that's all big that's hole to fill. But they're filling it, that yeah. hole pretty well with the original cast coming back in season four. It's true. No, I'm very excited for season four. That's going to be the the shot in the shot in the arm that it needs. Is that an expression? I that's don't know. the shot in the oh. arm that it needs. Sure. That's the shot in the dark. That is so, so I I saw I saw Pearl last week. That was a good movie. I, I would recommend that uh, if uh, people are into horror movies. Uh, Brendan, maybe someday you'll come back to the movies with me. I uh, I invited someone else to go to the movies with me last week just to to replace you. I've been getting so lonely. Going Did it work? Yeah, you yeah, can't? no, yeah, they came. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> um, so you, you, you can't just drop that on me here. Tell Sorry. Me, tell me about that uh, off air. You, you've been replaced. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's a long story. <laughs> um, I don't know what else is going on. Baseball, it's almost the playoffs. Aaron Judge might uh might break a record. Yes, it's uh might go into extras tonight, and uh, hopefully he'll do that now. So I guess you've been checking your phone. Uh, I haven't been checking my phone. No, it's I've just been on the TV. Remaining professional me. here. Oh, okay. I yeah. um I have my whole computer that's... set up facing the TV, so I'm not really listening to you. I'm just kind of saying <laughs> just blanket statements that hopefully work for everything that you say. It's been doing Great. well. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Shout out to, of course, Taylor Hale for winning Big Brother just to uh, date this podcast. Yeah. Still a very exciting time for uh, Brendan. I, I don't know if you know this, but usually nothing goes right for Big Brother fans. But okay. this one season, the one person that everyone uh, was rooting for actually defied the odds and did the had the craziest win of all time. And sorry to spoil Big Brother. I didn't, I, I didn't know how like, crazy it was, but I, I did know that she won just because you guys have been infiltrating my feed with all this, this talk. So <laughs> I've seen a lot of happy people on Twitter the past couple of days. It's not, it's a rarity in Big Brother Twitter. You, you're not, don't get used, don't get used to it. But yeah, for, for yesterday, everyone was uh, very happy. It was, it was, uh, think of the biggest underdog story of all time, Brendan, and then double it. That's what happened. Okay. Great. It was great. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And uh, you can listen to us again next week when Brendan Month continues with another very special guest. We will break down season three, episode three, The Lost Boy. Uh, but until then, you know you love us. XOXO, Lonely Boys. Bye-bye. All right, well, I still have you on the line. I need you to... I need, I need a little a bite from you, a sound bite from you. Uh, every time an episode is now under two hours, I'm going to insert right. this audio. So can you please tell me that this episode is Ligori approved? In whatever way you want to I say I have to it. say that? So you can just, just say this episode is Ligori approved or however you want to say your name. Hmm. I have to think about this. Okay. You really put them on the spot. Yeah. Well, I'm going to chop this up. It doesn't have to, I'm not going to like keep all this in.
I think you have to keep all this in. Okay. We have to make this two all hours. Yeah, we have to get this two. We have to get this two hours, so he doesn't have to say it. Uh, it's got to be like a clever like line, like under two. I, I didn't Gregory think about that. You don't have to do that. Under two, it's good for you. Is that it? Less. <laughs> l- yeah. Um. I want your name in it somewhere. Um, unless you literally just want me to say it's Ligori approved and you can use that. I kind of wanted like, a, like, a, like a, a presidential sort of statement saying like, you know, so like, like an ad campaign of some sort. My, na- okay. My name is Ligori and yeah. I approve this podcast. Yeah. I don't even have a first name. <laughs> My, you know, your name is Ligori. My name. My name is Matt Ligori and I approve this podcast. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was hoping for. Perfect. That's the gravitas it needed. Yeah.